Hi everyone, this is Raven and Campbell from Musicals, and we'd Hello. like to talk to you today about a nonprofit music education group that we are partnering with. Yep, we'd like to talk to you about Education Through Music. They partner with under-resourced schools to provide music as a core subject for all children. And they utilize music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence. Exactly. So they work with 52 different partner schools throughout New York City, um, and they work with them to institute sustainable music education programs by hiring qualified teachers, matching them with the school, and really equipping the teachers with the tools to succeed and be able to provide quality music education to all of the students attending that institution. So we think, you know, from this podcast, we think it's incredibly important to provide music education to all children, um, that everyone should have access to it to help, you know, really instill those lifelong passions that have been so influential for Campbell and I. So we believe that supporting this organization is the way you can support our podcast. Yep. And you can do so by going to p2p.onecause.com slash boozicals. Again, that's letter P, number two, letter P dot one cause dot com slash boost and yeah you can really uh help these kids if that's what you're into support the youths okay. shut up that's don't <laughs> don't don't patronize me really. okay uh, i don't need you enjoy the episode i'm done with this <laughs> let you know when we're going to start drinking anyway hello. she's ready she's excited I know. i've been looking at the drink for like the last like 10 minutes and this is our issue <laughs> how are you doing today uh, Raven? on the same page campbell i was thinking the same thing i'm doing fantastic um i don't know have we recorded since i yes because we recorded the shrek the musical episode um since i got boone but um yeah, things have been going really well. Um, I feel like training is going well. Uh, he's been like really affectionate with me lately and like engaging in play with me. Um, and I've only had him for two weeks now. So that's really good. I think, yeah, I think we're, we're making good progress on our relationship. He is, however, currently upset at me, but that's unrelated. <laughs> what about you? How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, this was uh, first week of classes for us and I decided this term to sign up for a band class and so our mm -hmm. first like rehearsal was like a couple days ago and so this is the first like band class ensemble i've been with in about 10 years and let me nice. tell you raven our 30 minutes max of playing a couple times a month does not compare to two hours of playing straight through sober <laughs> first and foremost my jaw hurt so fucking bad but i am oh, so yeah. excited like the music seems fun um nice. i don't know i'm just excited to be part of, part of like that kind of group again that's awesome yeah i'm really happy for you yeah what about you lorinda how you doing well spoiler <laughs> spoiler Fair. but i just figured i mean she's already far but she's no, already talked you both said how you're feeling and how you're doing i feel like i should also say how well I'm let doing. me introduce you oh okay that's fair yeah yeah, yeah we yeah. are joined by a very special guest, uh, environmental engineer extraordinaire, uh, master in the kitchen, um, former uh, host of the acclaimed <laughs> children's show, Smart Kids. Is this Smart Kids? Do I gotta do this. Is this Smart Kids? <laughs> yes. Smart Kids in Ghana. We are joined by Lorinda. I knew you were gonna do this. Yeah. She's a, she's a, she's a TV personality. That's No awesome. big deal. 
That's not a joke. She, like, she is. That's so cool. Yeah, but you guys are the big deal here. Like, I'm, like, nervous. I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, the presence of, like, nah. stars and people I'm listening to, you Why know. don't you ever call that me that is... at work? <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm thinking of Raiden. Oh, not yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's See, that's valid. I am a star. Okay, so. that's fine. Yeah, I don't have to drive you around places anymore. I can walk. Okay, good. <laughs> so, Lorinda, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I've uh, been hanging with Campbell this weekend. Um, we've been taking care of um, Jessica's dogs, and Jessica has been on this show. Um, it's mm-hmm. been fun just having some animal time, I would say. Um, yeah, we've been back this week. It's been a little, like, adjusting to, like, being back in person, um, having yeah. to TA, um, and also just, like, Kind of getting back into the swing of things coming from the summer where you kind of you know had free time and your own schedule but getting back on a like a managed schedule almost um has been different um but i'm doing well and i'm very excited to finally record with you guys so yeah. nice and yeah, also excited to drink this drink so another question for you lorinda <laughs> what music have you been listening to recently I am actually very excited because I listened to some previous episodes and I know Raven, you are a fan of Ed Sheeran. Yes. And his song, his new song, Shivers, my jam. Like when I hear that song, I can't stand. I need to get up and dance or do something. It just puts me in a good mood. That's how a lot of his music is. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Raven? Um. So I've been listening to more like I guess modern R&B and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, this artist that I'm starting to really like, his name is Giveon, which is uh, G-I-V-E-O-N. Yeah. Um, he fan. just came up with a new song for tonight that is Oh, I haven't heard so it yet. So good. Oh my god, it's so good. I love it. So, that that song and then of course Heartbreak Anniversary, which is weird cuz like Heartbreak Anniversary especially is very much like a, obviously like a heartbreak song. Um, but I just kind of like it, so I just listen to it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. What are you, Kevin? So, I I really needed more motivation for certain things this week. And I found something that, like, hypes me up every single time. Are you familiar with the music artist T-Pain? <laughs> Not at all. Never heard of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know her. Um... <laughs> T-Pain uh, has been doing some, like, Twitch streaming, and... Of course. His intro music for that will hype anyone up. So, literally, like, beginning of the day, like, right before I work, I'll listen to that and some T-Pain music. And then I transition to, like, other music. This week, specifically, I've been listening to, like, Carmina Burana for some reason, just while nice. I'm doing a lot of writing, which is fun, um, because, I don't know, I, it's fun music. It was fun to play, and mm-hmm. it's hours long <laughs> so it like you know keeps me going for a while uh but yeah t-pain and carmina burano that's what i've been listening to this week everyone should check out t-pain's twitch channel or just listen to that intro song because it's incredible nice so lorinda would you like to tell our dear dear listeners and future you because you listen to us <laughs> what musical we're going to be talking about today I would love to. Um, so we're listening. Oh, well. We will I, be listening. We will be, I will be listening to. <laughs> um, we're recording Les Miserables, um, or Les Mis for short. Um, yeah. Why'd you, why'd you pick this one? 
I really like this musical and um, it's very different from other musicals that I'm used to and when I the first time I watched it I remember thinking oh my god like I thought it was like based on you know history um, it has some historical like references um, but it was just really good and I also like you know Hugh Jackman <laughs> he's hot um, nice and if I'm allowed to say that you can say whatever um, you want but yeah no I really it's just one of my favorite musicals so yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, and so, uh, listeners, what we're, we're going to be doing something a little different from this because this is a very long musical with a lot of content. Yep. So we thought instead of a five-hour episode, what we will be doing is splitting it up across two episodes. Le- don't worry, Lerinda will be here for both. But we're going to be talking this episode from the beginning to where uh, generally intermission would be. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll pick it up next time with the second half of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, honestly, I feel like that's the best way. Like, I feel like of all the musicals we've done, because we've done some other long ones too, but it just makes sense with this one. Yeah. <laughs> There's agree. so much. Yeah. And with that, we have a very exciting drink. Um, we I posted exciting. on our Instagram like stories like a while ago, but... Lorenda and I, uh, like I did with some friends for the Shrek cocktail, got together. We actually made some pastries that were delicious, and we experimented with different cocktails, and then we finally decided on this one, which is called a French 24601. (laughs) And it's basically a French 75, but how we wanted to do it. Yeah. So, cheers. 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 Ooh. Oh. Yum. Oh, I like that. Oh. Oh, finally. We're going to get so drunk. And then this gonna... is why I came. Yeah, Lorinda and I are going to get so drunk. Then I love Go back this. to Jessica's and drunk play with dogs. And I'm Amazing. really excited for you. This is so good. So good. Amazing. This is really good. Yeah. And it's like having the gin and champagne specifically. Because like champagne always gives you like a little bubbly, you know, yeah. warm bubbly feeling. And it masks the gin just enough so that there's not, there's no burn from the gin. Yeah. But then you still feel that like inner sort of burn almost. Yeah. Um, so uh, French 75, what this cocktail is based off of is uh, gin, lemon juice, either like, you know, muddled like powdered sugar or some kind of like, you know, simple syrup. Um, and then champagne. Um, so it's pretty much that, but for the simple syrup, we like mess with the flavors a bit and we decide to go with an apricot thyme simple syrup, which is that flavor combination. When it's... I was making the syrup and I smelled it together and I was like, Ooh, yeah, I've never had Ooh. thyme in a drink before. I... Aren't you going to give me credit for it? Because oh yeah. No, that, that was my idea. That was Lorenda's idea. <laughs> Amazing. We, idea, we made Lorenda. three Thank different <laughs> simple syrups. I came up with two. Lorenda came up with one. Um, we got really drunk watching Hairspray, t- trying all of them. So it was apricot, lavender, and thyme we were deciding between. And then we did yeah. some combinations of them. I th- we were. I feel like we were either going to go with apricot thyme or lavender thyme. Yeah. Um, because mm. the thyme is just like... I really like, I really like the apricot thyme. Yeah. Because especially, like, it really works, like, way better than I ever... Because I haven't had apricots in forever. Oh. And I was, like, I was like eating a couple of halves out of the yep. can. I was like, ooh. Oh, this is going to be delicious. <laughs> and then Campbell, I was looking at some listeners. I was looking at the recipe that Campbell texted me and I was making the simple syrup. 
And I was going through the ingredients and it said, you know, like cup of water, cup of sugar, fairly standard, eight ha- like eight apricot halves that can be canned. Cool. A quarter cup of thyme chopped. And I was just like, hold up. <laughs> that, that recipe I like modified. It was a, a drink I made before. The simple syrup was a peach lavender one. Mm. And, it and that was, makes more sense. Yeah. So it was, that was yeah. the lavender and that, part. And that's why, because I was looking at it and I was like... Um, Excuse that me? can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad I trusted my gut. Oh, okay. Let's cheers again. Cause this drink is it's really so good. good. Cheers. Really good. Okay. And, and also anytime I have champagne flutes, I just feel like, you know, fancy. I'm fancy. Cause like, like we're, we're just having a good time. Solid shimmy Raven. You gotta do the clap with it. Yeah, it really adds something. Um, uh, so Les Mis. Yes. So, so I'm Les excited Mis. about this because I've never seen Les Mis before, and yeah. I so I've with this episode I still haven't seen the ending. We <laughs> I literally stopped it after uh, was it one day more I think after yeah. that is which I did the same thing because I have seen the whole movie before but I was like staying true to the intent of the you know structure. Yeah. So. I have uh, very specific opinions about people, and it's Amazing. probably going to hear all of them. It's probably going to change. They probably <laughs> be like, "Oh no, they're being so mean to this person," and they're probably going to like murder everyone the second <laughs> half. And I'm gonna have no idea. And I'm really excited to boldly make claims as Love only a that. white man can. <laughs> I am excited to be here for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Les Mis. So this is um, the 2012 film, which is based on the 1985 West End English translation of the 1980 French musical by Boublil and Schoenberg, um, which is adapted from the 1862 French novel by Victor Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of lot of adaptations. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool because the um, the original uh, playwriters of uh, Bublil and Schoenberg um, they also worked on the screenplay. So it was them and like one other guy. So um, I think the a lot of people argue about how true the film is to the like the musical is to the original novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but the film is generally true to the original musical because same people. Yeah, and it's really interesting because, like, the book that's originally based off has, like, a, a lot of fun alternative titles. Um, the Miserables, The Wretched, which people mm. don't say wretched enough. Uh, the Miserable I Ones. I used the word wretched at one point in my notes. Oh. oh. That's great. Uh, that's great. Uh, yeah. All other titles, The Poor Ones, The Wretched Poor, The Victims, and The Dispossessed. Oh, yes. And so the book, the sh- uh, musical, the movie, begins in 1815, and it, like, culminates and the June Rebellion in Paris in 1832. And basically just yeah. followed the lives of, like, convicts and people just down on their luck. Yeah. And the uh, people that are putting them down. The man, as it were. And I, I think it's really interesting. So France had multiple sort of revolutions and rebellions. Um, this was the period Name of the three. unsuccessful... I, I'm, not, I'm not actually asking wow. that. I'm not... Like, usually I, like, I do. I, I'm not actually well, asking they had they had the July... They had the July Rebellion in 1830, and then these, uh, then and then the June Days Rebellion, yeah. and then the June Rebellion in 1832. Uh, so, 
Bam. I, I love so impressed. I yeah. I love how our guests are so impressed with you with just things you know and they're like, How the fuck do you know that? And I have to explain to them, Oh, that's, that's just, just Raven. That, that's that's just how um, she is. But so I forget what comedian it was, maybe like Bill Burr or someone along oh, those Burr, lines, so maybe Dan funny. Cummins. Um, but they were making a joke about Les Mis when the film came out. Um, and they were talking about like, oh, like maybe like, oh, it's about like the Fr- the French Revolution. Like, oh, is it about like, you know, the big one where they actually overthrew the government, like blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's about the June Rebellion that they failed and a bunch of people just died for no Spoiler. reason. Spoiler. But I actually... Can I we... knew I knew it happened in history. I wasn't spoiled. Oh, nothing well, was yeah. nothing oh, was spoiled. That is a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, like I actually yeah. think. So it, actually, it's no. Be rent. careful with the spoilers yeah. in this musical. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah like, I'll, I'll have to. I have to be really because, like, even when when we were first thinking of like to sp- like split the movie in half, I was just like, wait, where is the end of? For some reason, I forgot that. I always forget that one day more is actually in the middle of the film because it's intentionally the end of Act One, so it feels like a big ending number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I actually really like that this is about the June Rebellion that was unsuccessful because it's true to the intent of the novel. Like this story isn't about, it, it is sort of about heroism and it is sort of about like, you know, doing the right thing and people rising above. But at the end of the day, it's still called The Miserables. You know what I mean? Like it's still <laughs> about how shitty life was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that is yeah. very true. So let's get into it then. Let's get into it then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have such a fun time. Um, uh, oh, champagne is in for a treat. <laughs> champagne is so much fun to have with friends. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my mom. Her fun persona, Champagne Kelly. Cheers Ooh. to Champagne Cheers Kelly. To champagne Cheers Kelly. to Champagne Kelly. The real one. So we begin. We begin in 1815. And this is sort of almost an epilogue of sorts. So this is like not way before... Epilogue? Sorry, prologue. For, yeah, I was like... For, so, for some reason, my brain always gets the words mixed up, even though, you know, prefixes... Well, well it's, it's not like exists. you took Latin. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just want to shut the fuck up shut about up. it. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we open up and we see these like not docks but like a shipyard where a ship is being brought in and i just want to say having like watching this movie again in 2021 when the last time i saw it was at least pre-2016 if not when it first came out the effects aren't good oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it it was opening up and i was like oh so that's what you did it was very like pirates of the caribbean yeah. Which I love, so I'm fine. But also, that's a movie that came out several years prior. <laughs> um, yeah, so they are they're in this shipyard, in this presumably crashed ship, because it's like leaning way to the side, so I don't think it's in good condition, um, is being pulled in by um, this group of like prisoners slash slaves, because that's basically what prisoners were back in these days. Um, and we get into also, the Also, somewhat related to our current penal system, if we talk about oh, firefighters. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, and how they work for like literally pennies on the dollar. And, and then they can't have jobs in those positions after yeah, they, they are released. Yeah, out and your life is Correct. non-existent anymore. Oh, and you're actively in debt because the amount that you owe to the system is way, far more than you actually get paid. 
So, but uh, yeah. themes like you know, and then the after effects of like the parole system. I'm sure that's not going to come up in this musical either. That's still oh, what's absolutely happening today. not. Absolutely um, not. Yeah. None of we, this is relevant to today's society. No, not at all. <laughs> um, and then we, during this scene, we are at the song "Look Down." Yes, and it's really like "Look Down." Don't look these oppressors in the eye. Just, like, mm-hmm. grit your teeth and, like, make it through. Do what you have to to survive. Yeah. Which yeah, is so very... Like, look down. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Lorinda will sing a lot during this, and she has, like, an amazing voice. Oh, I was singing voice. the whole way through. I know! It, you're fun to sing to. Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Ne- never apologize about interrupting okay. me, because I will constantly interrupt Raven. So it would be a really nice balance on my side. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so this song is is exactly like you were saying. It's all about um, like don't look at them, um, don't acknowledge them, just like get through your life. And like it's very depressing intentionally because it's showing how terrible like they're treated. Um, and so we have lines like "I've done no wrong, sweet Jesus, hear my prayer. Look down, look down, sweet Jesus doesn't care." And I was like, damn. <laughs> Oh, that's dark. <laughs> yeah. When the musical starts with God doesn't give a fuck about you, you know we're in for a treat. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and and we, hear, we hear a couple people like talking about like, oh, like, I hope my girl waits for me, blah, blah. And they're and like, she's like, not. She's she not, by the way. She didn't already forgot about you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we find out that, um, oh, wait, no. Do we find out here... We're yes, introduced we to uh, Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean, prisoner two four six zero one, played by, played yeah. by uh, Jack Human, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny, Lorinda. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're making like, jokes. I don't know how I never knew this. I guess because he's such a, he's really into like dancing and like stuff like that. He's like, Danny Zuko in real life. All he wants to oh, do is correct. sing and dance, and they're like, "Oh, look, it's Wolfrey." He was like, "Yeah, like claws, no, whatever." But he just wants to sing and dance. He just wants to sing and dance. Aren't they doing a new Music Man? And I think that yes, and ca- I think it's him. I think it's Hugh Jackman. Other and I'm things so he's happy been for in, him. Wolverine and everything. Uh, yeah. But he was also uh, Van Helsing. He was in The Prestige, which I always confuse with The Illusionist, because apparently oh, and yeah. within a few years of each other, we just want to have a bunch of magician movies. <laughs> I, which one we, is we Paul Giamatti in? Is that The Prestige or The Illusionist? <laughs> I think The Illusionist. Is Christian Bale in the same one as Hugh Jackman? I feel like they would be in different movies. But I'm not sure, and that's a problem. I don't remember. I'll watch those movies eventually. Uh, <laughs> and then he also won a Tony for his role in uh, The Boy from Oz, which mm-hmm. is well-deserved. And I think he was in that show, Gallivant. Um, Maybe. Quoted a lot on Scrubs. Uh, Hugh Jackman <laughs> is great, and I love him. I love him. Love him. Correct. He's incredibly talented. Um, And it didn't occur to me, I never really thought about his height ever until that's the first scene you see with him and Amanda Seyfried together. And I was, and she's apparently 5'3", and he's 6'3". And I was just looking at them, I was like, do they have him standing on something? Like, he's like insane. Is this a Robert Downey Jr. situation? I was like, what's happening here? Um, But yeah, so uh, Hugh Jackman is playing Jean Valjean, who is the like, primary character whose story is being followed mm-hmm. um or at least like his story is kind of what prompts a lot of the other things and yeah the that, that's a good way to put it yeah um and he is interacting with i guess like i forget his like title but i guess like the one of the first like officers basically yeah and then i mean he it feels like he's like promoted inspector it, inspector javert yeah, yeah uh he's like promoted it seems seemingly throughout times. the years uh by yeah. the change in hats i presume um mm-hmm. yeah javert 
Um, Shut <laughs> Lorinda, I said that last night, and Lorinda did not like it. <laughs> Good old Jabber, Every... played by Russell Crowe, who, Indeed. like, I don't know, everyone knows Russell Crowe. Uh, he was Maximus in Gladiator. He was John Nash in A Beautiful mm-hmm. Mind, which I need to rewatch that movie, because that, oh, movie, that was such is a good movie incredible. Oh he was uh, Robin Hood. He was in Cinderella Man. Yeah. Um, I... All, okay, the two things I know about Les Mis, I know like One Day More, and I I hear the people sing or whatever those songs are. I know those songs because I like musicals. Popular culture, yeah. Yep. Musical, yeah. The other two references to Les Mis I know are the Javert meme when he's like mm-hmm. peering in the window. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, and then on Animaniacs, they did a uh, Les Mis like thing. With Rita and Runt, the dog and the cat. Oh, we're going to watch that later. It's okay. on Hulu. Um, and that's all I know about Les Mis, pretty much, before Amazing. watching it today. Which, again, I don't know how. That and Fan of the Opera are the two that I'm just like... Rrr. So, I don't know if you know this then, Campbell. Um, for filming this movie, they actually did live singing. Um, so the, they didn't do like, they didn't record in like a studio booth or anything like that. Like, which is the, wild, but it, it makes sense because yeah. I was saying this to Lorinda. There's no there just talking. There you, you know. It's just like, you know. <laughs> what if, what if, what if we just wanted to do our podcast and I would just be singing like this cause this is mm-hmm. how people talk and lame is. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a Sweeney Todd moment, but I think Sweeney Todd did it a little better. Well, I think because in Sweeney Todd, their conversational songs had melodies. Yes. And these don't. <laughs> or they don't, they don't have, no, here's the thing. And I, here's what I actually think it is. Because I mean, they don't have motifs. Speaking, they don't, there's no, there's no consistent tone to the conversational yeah. pieces. It's, like it's in Sweeney, com- yeah, in Sweeney just... Todd, there's a very consistent like even even with it's the grounded in a song yeah these yes. they're just sing talking they're just talking yes M- uh lyrically <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. D- and the rhyming scheme you. is so weird it's weird uh, where, where, where's that iambic contaminator where's that abab uh, where's that uh <laughs> this is like th- this rhyme scheme is like a b c d e Z G H I E. At least they come back so, to E. Yeah, they come back to E. <laughs> they do come back eventually. Not but it always feels a like through a, D, though. There's, there's always a moment, like right before they re they hit the rhyme again. There's always a moment where I'm just like, that doesn't rhyme. Is that the is that supposed to be the Which, one? Oh, there as it someone is. There's who, the rhyme. Who's some, someone who's very forgiving of egregious slant rhyme. There's some, there's some. But okay, like you, you don't rhyme when you're having a conversation with. You someone. also don't sing you when you have a conversation. Okay, okay it's a musical. <laughs> yeah, but they're as Raven. So justly put. That's the thing. They're not singing because it's a song. They're singing because it's a musical, and they're supposed to be singing. <laughs> they're just singing the words they would already have been saying. Um. So we see um Javert. So so they finish pulling the ship in. And just real quick, so Valjean is like, they're, all the prisoners are just walking back. Um, and Javert stops him. And kind of just to be a dick, because that's a lot of the things he does in this movie, um, he makes him retrieve the flag from the ship, which is, of course, connected to the mast. And um, he doesn't really have any way of disconnecting it, so he has to lift the entire mast and just drag it, like, 20, 30 feet for no reason other than that Javert wants to make him do it. Um, and just the Jesus imagery... 
What? Good thing his bones are made out of adamantium. Adamantium? <laughs> nice. Um, Roll for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> she, you just accepted it. <laughs> she yeah, the, the, I didn't know if the, I can only assume the Jesus imagery was intentional. At least I hope it was, because oh. otherwise it's, weird um <laughs> yeah so he drags the mask which is sexual. important foreshadowing for later um and then javert basically tells him like oh hey your time is like you served your time you're now on parole blah blah blah, blah. and i'm just like okay so you just made him do that literally just to be a dick like the, no other reason you just knew that your time to torment him was coming to an end so you made him do one last thing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they're hor- like there's so many horrible people and, I mean, there are horrible people in the world in general, but like, huh, this movie has a lot of them. <laughs> Again, no parallels between our Karen incarceration system and. Correct. Not a single one. No. No connections. Nope. Um, Mutually exclusive. <laughs> also, he walks off with the chain still on him. Like, he just leaves. Like, he, the, Javert hands him his papers and he just dips. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I understand this is the 1800s. Like, but there's a key. A <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. So he leaves, and we we see a montage of him trying to fir- find work, and they're always like, "Let me see your papers," and that he's yeah. on parole, and on his parole, he's just like, "This is a dangerous man." Which like he stole a loaf of bread. Yeah, for his nephew who was dying. Sick. Yeah, and then he got the rest of his time, which I think which was, like was five, a five. Yeah, that was gonna be five. That was years. a five year sentence, and then and then he, he got the rest of his time, which I think was another ten years or something. Because uh, I think it was 15 years total or something like that. 20 years. Um, 20 years. 20 years, that's right. Um, and he got the, the additional 15 for trying to run, which I'm just like, can we stop penalizing people for the human body's natural fight or flight response? I just would really love that. But... Because in that natural response, both are considered criminal. Correct. Even though that's just and like your basic from. natural instinct as a human being. So that's cool. Love that for us. Um, so oh, then... Oh, oh he's trying like he's wandering around we see him like there will literally be times that you'll see in the montage like he'll just be minding his own business and people just like basically beat him up or like throw rocks at him or like he's just like it's it's rough out here for for a felon so eventually in 2021 he gets to a uh covenant and Mm -hmm. uh you know convent um (laughs) well um (laughs) Uh, the champagne is hidden. Um, and then the bishop, uh, who is played by Colin, uh, Colm Wilkinson, um, who has been in a bunch of things. But at the Phantom of the Opera at the Royal Albert Hall in 2011, he played the Phantom, which was just a oh. cool musical Yeah, because when he hits those low notes, oh, you feel that only it. the Phantom can. Again, oh, I've never seen Phantom of the so Opera, much. but I know a lot about it. Of course you do. Well, it, it is one of the... So, fun fact. Um, actually, no, I can leave that at the end. I'll leave that at the end. Leave Continue. it. Leave it at the end. Um, and so, he's welcome and um, we get to the Bishop song where he's, like, you know, being fed, given a bed. Uh, the nuns are just like, I don't know about this guy. Um, but the Bishop is like, no, everything's fine. Jean Valjean decides to steal from them mm-hmm. uh, a lot of their, like, dishes and like silver and things like that gets caught gets brought back and uh he was like oh no the bishop said i could have them and the guards just like oh yeah this is full he's full of shit uh what do you want us to do he was like oh no he's right also i actually did give them to him you forgot the best thing these candlesticks like here you go here you go yeah 
Yeah, and then he's freed, and then Hugh Jackman's just like, I'm such a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Well, because the, the bishop tells him, like, hey, I'm giving, like, take this as basically your message to, like, lead a better life. Like, exactly. I'm letting you take the silver. You and I both know what's happening here. Yeah. If, if this is going to happen, like, I'm saving your life for God. Like, yeah. you need to find a way to make yourself, like, an honorable man again. You know, like, do the right thing, basically. Yeah. Um, also, right. so... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say which song because it comes in the second half. Thank you. Um, but this uh, this melody is. Uh, I think it's only used one other time, which is in another song that happens in the second. I half. love how and this I, musical does that musical. This musical does that so successfully. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. And I think it'd be cool because I, I think here it's it's not just a cohesiveness type of thing it's also like a mirroring type of thing so i think it'd be cool like in this in part two if we look back at songs that have the same melody and like see what connects them like thematically because i think there i think there will be legitimate connections between at least the song and the it's other thematic song that has the do, 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 do. shut up <laughs> that's good we're that gonna use good. that for now. it's thematic <laughs> do, do, do. like it's electric so anyway uh so uh, Jean Valjean stays Correct. with them, and then we get into an incredible display of Hugh Jackman's talents, uh, Valjean's soliloquy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's... <laughs> that's just, it's inter- just great. The interesting thing for me now, like, watching this again, knowing, like, about the live singing, like, I've seen some behind-the-scenes clips um, of them, like, making the film and everything. And it's so interesting. It's, like, when you see the close-ups, like, I'm just picturing what it's like being the actor and just, like, singing full force at a camera in your face. Oh. Like, it's wild. Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway. Spoiler. Oh, my gosh. How the fuck did they do this? Bro, like, the... And this is why I really love... Because some people, some people did criticize... Um, like the singing in Les Mis. Which yeah. you, you can. I, yeah. For certain all characters, people, I don't think Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway are deserving of that. I would agree. And my, my thing is that like, yeah, all of these people are talented, are very talented and can sing well, but they are primarily actors, you know? And I, I think for this film, I think a lot of the reason this film is, is really good is because they focused on getting the acting talent with just singing kind of tacked on. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? but I will say, I think there's certain parts in this musical uh, for what we watched so far that I think this is a great of example how music enhances acting. Yes. I have one very specific I- point that is heartbreaking that we're going to talk about more, but I like okay. that, that, that point um, that, you know, you know like these know are big name actors. That, yeah. like, who are then singing for, like, some of them. Some of them, like, do have, like, a lot of, like, Broadway, like, credits and, like, experiences yeah, absolutely. and stuff like that. Uh, but those, like, big name, like, actors, like, I think it's a really good point to say about this mm-hmm. musical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll, I think we, we all agree on the scenes that we're, we're feeling together. So we'll talk about them yeah. when we get there. And so, like, uh, Valjean's soliloquy is very, basically, he was like, I've lived my life, like, eye for an eye. And that mm-hmm. sucks. Yep. Like, I I can't do this. Um, this man who I, like, wronged, he is actually offering me, like, true freedom. Not just, yeah. like, freedom in a sense of, like, the penal system and, like, his, like, 
crimes that he's committed, but freedom for him to be able to, like, live and be okay with it. Yeah. And with himself. And you know what? Because we see that, like, as soon as you, like, Jean Valjean, he was told that, like, now that you're released, like, you're immediately on parole, and you're basically on parole forever. Like, you were never a, a persona, you were never not a persona non grata after this. You were never completely forgiven. Your slate is never wiped clean. You will always bear this mark of shame. And that's not freedom. That, like, that's, it's not even tolerance. It's just, like, literally at any time he can be dragged back to prison for the slightest thing. Yeah. And it's like, how is someone supposed to build a life from that? How is anyone supposed to grow and rehabilitate from that? You're not. Yeah. No, that's not, yeah, the, the point is not rehabilitation. It's punishment. Yeah. Yeah. For getting this bread. Shut. <laughs> I hate you. Um, at the end of his soliloquy, Hugh Jackman can hold a note. And he shows that he multiple times in the musical. Dance. He just wants to sing and dance. He's Danny Zuko. Uh, and, and he's, he's good so good at it. at it. And he's good yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, so we end on Valjean's soliloquy. We end on that high note. And basically him saying, like, I am starting a new life for myself. Like, I am I am going to do my best to be. Like, I like I am a good man. Like, Valjean is a good person. Yeah. Um, who's been through some horrible things that have traumatized him. Um, so it basically ends with him saying, like, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to do this. Second drink before we head into 1823? I think second drink would... We... Sounds good. We're gonna get <laughs> drunk this episode. I can already feel and it. I am ready. Hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Drink number two. Cheers. Eight okay. years later. Nine. Like the SpongeBob voice? Nice. <laughs> Eight years Eighteen twenty-three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So we start off. Uh, so we yeah we start eight day. years. At the end of the day, That's which reminded me of the song just now, how I just sang it. Um, what was the song, the villain song in Anastasia? Oh, Rasputin's song. Uh, um, is it in the dark of the night? Da, 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 yes. Da, yes. Do, 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 oh, do, 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 I see do. that. I see that melodically. Yes. Yeah. Wait, what a connection, Campbell. Way to go. All the way, literally, first episode. Oh, way to go. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. He's at it with the deep cuts. <laughs> I was like, I listened to that episode. I should know, but oh well. No, you shouldn't, because we talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do. That's cool. I talked a lot about a scarf in that episode, so. <laughs> it, it, it just it did make sense. It makes sense how it stayed in her pocket. Anywho, at the end of the day. Um, um, so it's like the, the people are like hopeless. They're like, hey, y'all, yeah. we're dying. <laughs> like, we care? thought things would be better, like that the other king was like overthrown. This is before. Oh, this this is is be- that's before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. So that, that, was, that, was in the, that was in the July Rebellion in 1830. Yeah. You're right. They killed that king. And then Life sucks king, yeah. in general. This, in yeah. general. Yeah, so here, like, the, the this song is really showing how bad France is getting during this time. Yeah. Um, it's a good, like, so, vibe check of a song. Yes. And this is this is where I use the term wretched because <laughs> I was saying that, like, you really see, like, the, the wretched poverty that's, like, plaguing France leading up to the revolution. And then that's kind of juxtaposed with the quote-unquote lower middle class where it's, like, the, the people that are living, that have jobs but are living paycheck to paycheck and are one paycheck away, basically, from being those wretched poor on the street. You exactly, know? yeah. 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 And um, part of this, we go into, like, the factory. Uh, we see 
uh, a lot of seamstresses, mm -hmm. and uh, we're introduced to Fontaine, um, played by Anne Hathaway, who amazing, you she know, our Devil great. Wears Prada. She crushed the this. Princess really Diaries, uh, Selena, yep. and the Dark Knight Rises. It, it's Anne Hathaway. Like, come on. How do you not know her? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so she's Fantastic. playing Fontaine who like, she's a young woman who previously had fallen in love with a young man, um, and got pregnant and he abandoned her. So now, um, her child is staying with like an innkeeper and his wife <laughs> and she is working to like basically send money, um, to support her. And she gets a letter that's saying like, Hey, she's like your daughter Cosette is really sick. We need you to send more money to be able to like take her to the doctor, blah, blah, Was blah. Was she actually sick? I don't believe she was. I believe okay. it was a ploy for money, which you don't find out until you meet the innkeeper and his wife. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, like, but I think, I think suck, that is. But they have some fun ass songs. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's Helena Bonham Carter and Sasha Baron Cohen. So, like, Mrs. Love and no Mr. Pirelli himself. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the um, only musical number they've done together. Absolutely oh, really? not. And it's not the and only Sweeney one they've touched. Sweeney Todd. Mrs. Love it, oh. and he plays uh, uh, Pirelli with his miracle elixir. And she yeah. says during his song, smells like this. <laughs> they have good chemistry together. They have great um, chemistry together. Yes. Uh, yeah, and so oh, we, we learned the others... that Jean Valjean has become the mayor now. Yes. And he's going by Monsieur Le Maire. Yeah. And so uh, during this, um, the other seamstresses are very jealous of Fontaine. Yep. And it gets the, and the foreman always like, you know, flirts with her and stuff. And so oh, it's, it's, it's full on harassment. harassment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and it gets to a point where they, like, steal the note. And she was like, mind your fucking business. business. <laughs> and then uh, the foreman comes like, what's the problem? And things, like, are escalated. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where Jean Valjean comes. You're like, oh, what's going on? But sees Javert meme in the window. In the window. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I can't deal with this foreman. Deal with this, but, like, actually deal with this. And yeah. so he just, like, you know, harasses her, and then she hits him, which was great, and then all the other women laugh as she's fired and, like, thrown on yeah. the streets. Mm. Which, which by now, we have an understanding that her being fired means she is now destitute. Like, yes. that's what this exactly. means in this time yeah. for her class, yeah. Um, she which is can't just, just like, find another job. Um So yeah. then we go up to, oh, and go during, up to his during, office. Well, also during that escalation, we find out because the seamstresses, like, were saying that she's a prostitute, is what they're yes. saying. And she was like, no, the dad left, my kid's sick, sending money. And everyone's just like, I don't believe you. We yeah. have an image of you, and so that will be your identity, and that's how everyone else will see you. Because that's how we Well, see this you. is also this Even is though also we're in the same example. position of you, we don't have power over someone else. If there's an opportunity to, we will, like, it's that, like, cycle of oppression. Yeah. And it's, and it's a perfect example of, like, believing, uh, thinking negatively of someone or believing a negative thing about someone simply because you want them to have something wrong with them. Like, Fantine, like, she is shown to be, like, a very sweet woman, kind, virtuous, who's really just trying to do her job, support her child, and live as good a life as she can. And they are not about that. And, like, the three of us, we all know people that are just objectively, they're, like, good at everything. And they're also really nice. And you want mm -hmm. to hate them. You want to hate that. them, but, like, but you then you can't. decide to be a better person. And you love them because they deserve to be loved. Yeah. 
Um, so then we go up to Valjean's office and we see him and Javert talking. And Valjean is obviously nervous because in his mind, Javert is tracking him down because yeah. he's a criminal. And then Javert is basically just there to say like, oh, hey, like, also, it's been I'm the eight new... years. Like, get over it, dude. Like, you lost. Take Honestly. And Honestly. this is like, as you were saying, as we were all saying before, well, Lorinda wasn't saying that because she kind of li- likes it. But this is the sing talking happening again. I'm just like, yeah. what are you singing? And it's like, it always... Notes, technically every, speaking? And every <laughs> single time it happened, even though I've seen this movie before, every single time it happened, I would be like, oh, is this a song? It can't be. What melody is this? It's not one. Oh, here's the song. Like, it's yeah. just... Yeah. It's, a, it's a little like preview, a little teaser. It's a warm up. They're warming up for the song. That's what <laughs> it is. They're warming up their vocals. That's they what have it got is. They talent. They have to showcase it. Even if it's just like talking at each other. No. Is, that, is that the best way we can showcase the talents of this ensemble cast? Is having them awkwardly sing talk at each other? But it's, I, I was telling Campbell this earlier on. Like, I like it because it's not overwhelming. You know, like, every, that's fair. You know what I mean? It could be, it could go sideways really fast. But, like, yeah. It didn't feel like everything had to be like a grand, like musical number. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I actually, and while I was watching it, I was contrasting it with our comments on Shrek the Musical, Campbell. <laughs> we were talking about how like there were, it felt like there were too many songs. And I think the reason, like in this musical, I didn't feel like there were too exactly. many songs, even though there, even though there are objectively more songs than in there's Shrek like, the Musical. There's like noted like fifty songs. Yes, but it's because like one here every song legitimately has a purpose and they're good. I will no, I will say in Shrek the Musical, any song with Fiona Any song with Fiona had a purpose. Yeah, but also like as Matt Matt was saying though, like the the, uh, Freak Flag Fly song, like as a whole is a good song. Yes, that is correct. And I like the travel song. I agree with that. Yeah, those um, are my thoughts on Shrek. The but musical. I think, I think in terms of we should watch it tonight. I don't know. I I it's think so and this is I don't know. I think, I think this is an opinion of of musicals. I'm still developing after Ooh, having let's watched work, all right, of Let's these. workshop it. Um, I feel that it is more important in a musical that the songs have agency within the story than that they are objectively good on their own. Because like, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's one, fantastic yeah. when, a, when a song from a musical is good enough that you just listen to it on its own. Like, um, She Used to Be Mine from Waitress, I can listen to that oh, song all day by itself. <laughs> but, when a song, but in a musical, like, you're not, I, the, I the point of a musical is not to be a collection of songs. It is to tell a story through music. And so if the yeah, song this is when, doesn't I'm not have trying agency, to listen to a jukebox musical. Exactly. There are and some there, that there, I do there like. There are some that are Sing, good. Singing there in the Rain is good. a great jukebox musical, technically yes. speaking. Um, I haven't seen Mamma Mia yet, but I love ABBA. Mamma Mia, in my opinion, is a pretty good jukebox musical. Yeah. Because like you could watch it and not know that those songs existed outside of the movie. Uh, yeah, I agree. Interesting. Yeah. You can listen to like the soundtrack and like not even watch it. Or do do they sing yeah. "Take a Chance on Me" in Mama Yes, Mia? and it's so good. Okay, cool. Because that's like one of my favorite ABBA songs. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Take I really like it. Me. Those harmonies. Um, and they make it like a little. They make it like a cute little like romance chase scene, and it's really funny. Cool. I love it. I'm excited to do that with Aaron Vallis. Um, yeah, that's what fun. I'm excited to do. Um, but yeah, so basically, Javert is just here to say like, "Oh hey, I just got." like posted here basically like i'm your new inspector your new 
effectively like a sheriff, whatever. Um, so I'm just introducing myself. I'm like, here are my papers. And you see Valjean like visibly just like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it's interesting to think about like the kind, I feel like it showcases the two types of people during that like time period where like Mm -hmm. Javert is like there to just suck up to whoever, you know, he's like, okay, like this is the mayor of the town. Like I'm here to like show my face. This is my duty. Exactly. You know, he's like that type of a person, you know, and doesn't even, but the minute he realizes that, like, it's, well, we'll get to that point. But, like, it's just interesting to see how, like, he interacts with him without, when he's not thinking of him as a, you know, the person or anything. And, like, just yeah. thinking of him as a, you know, and what he is gaining from that interaction or, like, going to him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's difference be- I... between living for, like, yourself and living for something else. Uh, yes. Because uh, Jabbert uh, lives <laughs> for... His work, his sense exactly. of duty, what he yes. deems justice, which is contradictory the entire Correct. musical that yep. we've seen thusly. Yep. And Valjean, Jean Valjean is at the point that he's like, oh, I was leaving, like, uh, you know, honestly, they're foils, they're foils to one another. Right. He was living yeah. through a credence. Later on, he's just like, no, people can't change. He was like, yeah, they fucking can, because I did. Yeah. Because I had, uh, during his, like, soliloquy, he was just like, this is what I thought before, this is what I keep on holding on to, this is what I have been shown that is possible, now, still not being hopeful or anything, he has his, like, oh, there's hope in the world epiphany later on, right. but when he, like, makes those major changes in his life, and then it's rewarded by that, how he's, like, done so well for his community, he is, like, not living for that, like, expectation of others he's just like yeah. internally i gotta do this exactly yeah and and something that um i really want to talk about in terms of javert's character i feel like he looks like captain crunch <laughs> for sure also what um, a weird phrase crunchitize me captain i don't care for that at all in the slightest oops all berries um, but I feel like, one, because of the way the character is written, and also, he, he is intended to be at least an antagonist, if not a villain. Um, oh, straight up villain. But I, I think it's actually okay. really villain. interesting to think about Javert's character relative to, like, the Christian and monarchical yeah. themes yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially in today's time, it's very easy to look at Javert's character and be like, oh my god, you're this asshole who's always spouting about, like, God's but he plan. Has, but and, he like, has been radicalized. Yeah, well, you also have to think about, and, and I don't know, for, I, for anyone who yeah. hasn't studied, like, European history and stuff like that, this period, so this was during the early 18th, or early 19th century, which is directly following the rise of the concept of enlightened despotism, yeah. which is basically the concept that if you are king, you are king because God made you king. Oh. And, like, yeah. no one, no one can argue against that, like, God gave you the right to be king. And so, like, Javert's character, when you think about it through that lens, makes a lot more sense because when he's talking about like god's will and like living right for god and blah blah and like his his um single-minded uh drive to be dutiful and like follow like do do what is literally a crusade is literally a crusade and like he truly believes if you were in a position of power the reason he treats valjean like that when he's the mayor is because he believes if you are in a position of authority it is because god gave you the right to be in that position and looking at it through that lens i think makes his character make a lot more sense and it's it's yeah it's it's easier to empathize with him i think yeah because he is he is just another product of a broken system in the opposite direction of uh 
Jean Valjean. Yeah. 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 And they, they technically came from at least similar backgrounds. Yeah. But also, stop looking so stiff, my dude. Like. Yeah. <laughs> relax them shoulders. Unclench your jaw. Relax the shoulders, bruh. Bruh? Yeah. <laughs> bruh? Um, There's one scene specifically, the song that he has. I'm just like, you just look clenched. Which I do think <laughs> is fitting for the character. Uh, oh yeah, I, I think I think Russell Crowe played Javert very well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. He was meant to be. Do you disagree? <laughs> I I. Although I will I will I will state that with the caveat that I've never seen the stage musical outside of like some clips and like bits and pieces. I am no one to talk about this as someone who is not gifted in singing. Oh, he's not. Like, I just feel like he is like singer. singing and yawning simultaneously throughout all of this. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just like very back of the throat. And it's especially the it's way like he says pushing, stars like, warm... in his song later. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts about that. But he's just like a lot of pushing like, a lot of warm air out. And it's just like... Why? <laughs> because why he's a fantastic this... actor. And I yes. think what he does with this character, like the parts I'm just like, oh, this dude sucks so bad. But you're supposed, like, that's how you're supposed you to. You are know. supposed to not like his exactly. character. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. he does a fantastic job of that. And but, maybe you're yeah. not supposed to like his singing, too. I'm okay. I don't know if I agree with that one, Lorena, but. Um, you know what? Maybe, maybe they were going experimental with it. Maybe they were like, <laughs> we're going to make this a full-fledged hated character. Just Kind of ordinary I'm trying to think what is. other musical characters that... Russell Crowe, we love you and you're incredibly talented. Um, yeah, he is in this role. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah, we so, get to um, the runaway cart. Yes, and, which falls over on someone. Yeah, and then... Or, like, collapses oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, and Jean Valjean. And we see him, yeah. Kind of very similarly with the mast. Yeah. Like, you know, Jeebus... With yep. the cro- uh, yep. with the, the cross, um, lifts it up and makes again sexual eye contact with Russell Crowe, <laughs> and he like frees this guy, um, who what's what's the guy's name? Oh, that page just fell out of my notes. Oh, he said it. Oh, uh, it starts with an F. Uh, uh, Fashilova. Yeah, it was uh, it's played by uh, Stephen Tate, uh, who like will come up later. But mm. anyway, it's like, you know, definitely a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not comparison. That's too pedestrian. Um, um, juxtaposition. Not juxtaposition, because it's the mm. same. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, 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 callback? Callback? Callback. Maybe. It's a callback to look down <laughs> where he's carrying the mask. And at this mm-hmm. point, uh, Javert is just like, hold up. Which it is important to note that when they I met in his guy. office earlier, Javert did say, like, oh, have I have we met before? Yeah. And Valjean said, Yours is a face I would remember. Which is not not true. <laughs> he didn't lie. Oh, he didn't lie. <laughs> he is technically correct. The best kind the of best correct. kind of correct. And so this is when Javert is like, I do know you. I'm pretty sure you're 24601. Yeah. yeah. So this is when Javert starts suspecting. And we hear the melody from Look Down in the background. Yes. As the scene ex- is ex- like, yeah. And I really like how that comes up. Um, yeah. And then Javert says some things like, a man of your age, you look like you're so strong and stuff. Straight up flirting. 
But <laughs> I was just like, but at the same time, it's Hugh Jackman. Like, right? Hashtag the Wolverine. Again, we need to stop just like doing that because he just wants to sing and dance. And he just should, wants to sing and we dance. We should respect that. He's multi-talented. Yeah, okay, he, he can do both. Correct. He is a he is like <laughs> definitive Renaissance man. Oh yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Um, and so then uh, after this scene, we kind of cut. And we go down to the docks and we get into the song, the docks, parentheses, like lovely ladies. Um, and oh, basically we see Fontaine song. like wandering down here. Why is the melody of the song like broken nursery rhyme? Oh, yeah, yes. you said that. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit, especially towards the end of like in Jesus Christ Superstar, where we were talking about that scene where he's being oh, like a demented trumpet. By- Yes, and it has that sort of same circus-like. They're putting on a comical show that is juxtaposed with a dark situation. Yes, and like all the characters, like, and this is something that's very interesting about the costume design, especially given the fashions of this period of this period in France. In France, Um, all of their clothing is theoretically brightly colored and they have the powdered faces and the makeup and everything, but it's so dingy and dark and like I dirty. will say, Raven, how <laughs> like, good would you look in one of those bustiers? <laughs> I own a bustier and I look fantastic in it. Yeah. Um, lovely ladies. So we see Fantine like now she's like out of like now she truly is destitute. She no longer has a job. She needs to send because she still thinks Cosette is sick. But even if Cosette's not sick, she does still need to provide for her. Um, so she's desperate to get money any way she can. Um, we see her first trying to like sell off some valuables. Like she has a little locket with a lock of Cosette's hair, which like the the fact that the lock of hair used to be a thing is like I. Raven, yeah, would you I... not accept a lock of my hair in a locket? No. <laughs> no. That is gross. But I will accept a fingernail. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's, a that's a joke. Okay. Please don't send me your fingernail. That's gross. I'm disturbed. You better keep that the fuck in. Oh, no. Did you edit oh, so many times that you sound like yourself? And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> It's a benefit of being the editor, baby. I although during the Annie episode, I did except for that one time, I did make a conscious effort to not edit out certain things that I said. I was like, no, I said it. <laughs> like, that's me. <laughs> yeah, because you make me look so bad. <laughs> I just think equal. you're funnier than I am. No, Funny I looking. To uh-huh. it. You don't sound bad. Oh, um, you, you haven't listened to the Annie episode. No, I have not. <laughs> and I. Orphans. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I've heard, trash the Well, they should, like, you know, be better and have parents, so, like... Facts. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so she starts off... Orphans? Not having parents? Not according to the people of yeah. New York at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, so... So uh, she starts off selling her valuables, mm-hmm. which is... She has relatively few of. It's pretty much just the necklace with Cosette's hair. Um, and then she sells her own hair... But to um, the character titled as Hair Crone. Oh. <laughs> played by Appropriate. Nicola Sloan, who make who plays a, a fantastic hair crone, let oh, me say. For sure. She's also been in the theory of everything with uh, another main character yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was in like an episode of Black Mirror and stuff. And it's like I love these quote unquote side parts, but you're just like, oh, this isn't like an actor doing this. This is a character. 
Yeah. She is one of them. And like two more people in this song. I was like, oh, you're just not a, you're, you're just this. And that's yeah. amazing. Oh yeah. No, like the acting is all around good in this movie and not just for like the main yeah. ensemble cast. Nicholas like, Lowe, yeah. you crushed it. I feel like they really bring the world to life, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, world to life, characters to death. Yes. <laughs> um, what? See, so yeah, we see that she starts off with her valuables, her hair, then her teeth. Uh, do you then... know who takes that? Do you know what his character is called? No. <laughs> the Tooth Teeth Man. <laughs> <laughs> the Tooth Man. Played by Adrian Scarborough, who is in the Doctor, Gavin Stacey, but like, yeah, the Tooth Man. Which they're oh, like, uh, because the characters qu- like quoted, titled as whores, are just like, oh no, we could also use her for these kinds of things. Take the back teeth. Yes. Teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, that scene, it's so visceral. Because you see the entire crowd like pressing around her. And, and I feel like, I feel like in that moment you feel... The sort of oppressiveness of her circumstances. But also, you know? which I think is really interesting in this song, it's like title is The Docs, parentheses, lovely ladies. lovely ladies. The lovely ladies are like an afterthought. They're like part of the scene. But yeah. like, I feel like thematically, they are the only sense of like camaraderie for Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets to a point where she has nothing left and they're just like, oh no, do it, do it. Everyone's like, oh, do it. Like have sex with this like naval yeah. officer. Or, like, like you're no better than the rest of you're us. You're no better like, than all the rest of us. There. But at the same time, they're like, you're no better than the rest of us. But like, we know your situation. It's not that bad. We are here. It's like this sense yeah. of, oh, you think you're better than us, but we know you're not. And we're here to, this is what you need. This is what you have to do. For and this, it's, yeah, it's, and we will help you with this. It's this it's weird, like, back and forth of, like, bullying and supportive. Yeah, and, like, especially following at the end of the day, it's very interesting because it 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 doesn't feel... It doesn't feel as much, like, a tearing down. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, they for sure were like, we want to tear you down. Like, yeah. we want to, like, take you down a notch. But Whereas, when like, she's, like, like, down there, yeah. she was, they were like, oh, fuck join your sisters yeah, yeah like they, yeah. it was more they of like okay line. you're gonna have to do this we're just letting you know so we will give you like and they were giving her advice and they were like you can make like you can make money in your sleep like trying to make it sound as palatable as possible yeah. uh julia uh worsley plays the head whore um and she's been she's been in like ensembles like in the fan of the opera she's been evita the other show doctors that a lot of these like british actors have been in um she's like Hey, like, of course, she's like, I can make, like, help make money off you. But she's just like, hey, this is the situation. Yeah. You need this. There's no other option for most of these women. Exactly. And especially, so it's, it's like, like do the it fact with that us you're here to begin with. And not on your own. The fact that you're even at the docks here to begin with means you have no other options. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's interesting, though. Like, it just sucks. The women, <laughs> yeah. Sean, you're either like the same stress. Or like lovely ladies, basically. Yeah. Like. Oh, you get no like positive female role models no, in this movie. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, but it is. And interesting. I'm pretty sure this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, Cesc Lavi, such as Hollywood. 
Oh, but Robert yeah, Robert okay. Robert. So then, so we get to the end of Lovely Ladies, and here's um, some liquor. Here's this guy. And here's some liquor. Was... Here's this guy. The line, "Don't it make a change to have a girl who can't refuse?" Dear God. And also, <laughs> this is okay. So uh, musically, like the tone of the voices and like "Lovely Ladies," it's like very yeah. Nasally. That's like whining, very, like yeah. yeah. But then Fontaine sings that as well when she's mm-hmm. like doing the deed. Yeah. And she is like still has her tone, and I think that is uh, representative of like not fully committing. She like says she's like, oh yeah, I've like, I've I am dead, I'm yeah. dead. Yeah. I'm just doing this. Um, that is the word she is saying, but we know that's not how she feels because she doesn't yeah. drone in the monotony yes. of these lives that yeah. the other women have been singing like. Yes. Yeah. Um. And I, I do think it's it's really cool. Like, I think they do a lot of like really good musical juxtapositions in this movie, um, or in the musical. Not just with, like, in some cases with the scene, like the meaning of what's happening, like what you were talking about, but also just with what um, what ranges are included in what songs. And yeah. We'll talk about like like later when we get to like um. It's like in breaking my life, out from the vocal expectation of certain songs yeah. really shows how they feel emotionally and disconnected from like where they're singing from. Exactly. And then like, especially like with the live singing and everything, they obviously had to work with the actors like singing range, yeah. like what they were capable of achieving and the way that kind of fit into the, the way the music works within the story is really, really interesting. So like, there's a couple songs specifically that I want to talk about that on. Um, but yeah, I just, I really like the, the balance of the music throughout this movie. Yeah. So at this point she has sex with that naval person, that soldier or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, like she says, making love Seaman. to one. Already <laughs> dead. Uh, uh, <laughs> one already dead. And then the caption says stifled sobbing afterwards. And then we get yep. to the song, I dreamed a dream. Which her, why is Anne Hathaway so goddamn amazing it's in this song? Incredible. Her performance, oh my gosh. Uh, so, there was a time where Love is Blind, World was a song. She's just like, life has ruined me. I like, this is who mm-hmm. I was. This is what has happened. To, you've seen what happens to me, has happened to me. I still recognize and like have that reference. So this sucks. Yeah. And, and the... Oh, the series of lines and the tigers come at night or but the tigers come at night with their voices soft as thunder um, as they tear your dreams apart and they turn your hope to shame. And just like that, like, I feel like that really tells like Fontaine's story because she taught like this whole song is about how like I thought I knew what my life would be like. She's still young. She was in love when she was was young. Expecting she was after all this time, she was expecting that, like, the father of her child to come to back. Yeah. Because not, we not see expecting, that she's but clearly she used to... Yeah, and she's clearly used to a... Not necessarily, like, well-off middle class, but not necessarily being... Obviously not being destitute. Right. You know what I mean? She's she used not, to she at least being have her basic needs taken care of. Yeah. yeah. And, and to go... And, like, and you see that 
because of the level of destitution that exists in France at this time, when you are in that position, like the lower middle class, like working in that factory, like your only saving grace is that you haven't stooped to that level, that you haven't had to quote unquote resort to sex work, that you haven't had to do all those things. And so for her now, especially still being very young and like just trying to do her best to be here of all places is like, you see it break her. And I think this is the point why I think music enhances acting. Yes. Because, like, the orchestra is playing. They're fantastic. Mm. Love it. Always. The swells. The the swells. Oh, Raven. (laughs) Hell fucking yes. And, like, the orchestra's going on, and Anne Hathaway cannot keep up with the orchestra. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think that acting of not being able to keep up with the music that's, like, you know, in the background, not part of it, but I mean, it's a musical. It's all, it's like holistic. Mm-hmm. She physically can't keep up with the themes that are being played is very figurative. And right. I yeah. love it. I like she is stifled. She is uh, reluctant. Point... She is, uh, she cannot physically bring herself to like keep going with the music established in the background. And I think yeah. that just like enhances this emotion, this moment, mm-hmm. infinitely. Like, it's incredible. And I love, this is why I love musicals. Because, yeah. like, I don't know, like, I don't know, there's movies, there's great acting, things like that. But when the music is also kind of like a character, mm-hmm. that it's, like, the environment that's, like, going on in the background, you have to always consider how that and the characters and the singing and the acting are relating with one another. Yeah. It's just like a whole nother dimension that's added on to this. And in I Dream a, I Dream a Dream, it's, you see her plight and falling behind, literally mm-hmm. with the music and figuratively with her life and her yeah. will to keep going. She's just trying to hold on. She's trying point. to hold on and she can't. And everything yeah. else is passing by. The other people, this like, this is our lives. We're going to keep on going. The other people related to her. Just the literal orchestra. Everyone is moving forward, moving right along. Yeah. The Muppets. And the moment um, between... It's incredible. It really it's incredible. Like after, yeah, after the verse... Um, she cut her hair and for still this? I, but did. still I dream... What? Did she cut her hair for this? She did, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was was like... She she legitimately, like, that was real. Okay, I looked like it. I was just like, oh, this is the most incredible wig I've ever seen. I didn't think there was a wig, but I just, I wasn't sure. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, she she actually did, like, cut her hair and, like, have a short haircut after this. Um, But the moment... So it comes after the verse... um, Yet still I dream he'll come to me and he will. we will live our years together. Um, but there are dreams that cannot be and there are storms we cannot weather. And there's a moment after delivering that where she like just gasps and it's like... You, uh, I, I don't that, know if you guys remember yeah, the moment. that realization is just like... And it's like and you feel how overwhelmed with emotion she is. And it's just like, like... For uh, someone who's saying like my life is over... But it's just like, why do I still have to have these attachments? Yeah. That reminds me of life worth living. It just makes it even worse. 
Yeah. And and that's followed by the line, I had a dream my life would be so different from this hell I'm living. And it's like she's that not her, she's I mean, not like, saying her life was gonna be good. Yeah, but it's like it's like you have like it's natural to have these expectations of just what your life or even just desire for what your life is going to be. And it's like we all just know that you can't daughter. really make plans in life and like life happens and blah blah blah. But like what do you do when it goes so terribly wrong that you just don't even know how to deal with it, you know? It's like all the yeah. characters in the show, like um Jean Valjean, you know, at that point after the bishop scene where he's like, What have I become? Like I feel like it's the yeah. same thing. Like you see that. Yeah, constantly. it's the exact same thing. And yeah. I think that's why they really like relate to one another. Exactly. That because and we're getting to there soon, but mm-hmm. it's where he's like, oh, I see myself in her, yeah. and she doesn't know his past, yeah. but his realization be like, oh, I understand you, and she like yeah. intuitively understands like, okay, he does understand me. Yeah, there's something. Like you there. were here not as any failing of you as an individual, but because well, of desperate situations. Of the system, oh, yeah, at the point, yeah, at that time too. Yeah. Yeah. And like, sh- not because you are inherently a bad person, but because the situation you're in is so desperate that you have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And it's like, I feel like it's interesting how, like, everyone else is so consumed by their own lives that they don't mm-hmm. see anyone else. I mean, Shea yeah. Bon Jovi, it's my life, now or never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom's going to love this episode. Talk about Champagne Kelly and Bon Jovi, her two greatest loves. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because maybe I'm doing slightly bad, but I was just thinking yeah, about no. like, you know, like the like seamstress scene where like, like, you know, like she's just there for her daughter. Like, you know, anyone else, yeah. like, you know, there's no As sympathy. someone who's worked in manufacturing, people are there just to do their jobs. Right. Yep. And there's a lot of people that see that and resent you for it. Okay, so then we get into... Fantine's arrest. Yeah, so there's this other, like, official guy. It's just like, oh, I want some of that. Well, the scene kind of cuts. It's a, it's yeah. a little implied that this is a little waste later. Yeah, and she's and, kind of been doing and this she, she's, And she's like, I'm not about that right now. And then he's, yeah. like, all up on her. And then she hits him. And I'm like, hell fucking yeah. But she does that. But once bare- again... Javet. Just like in the cops. factory scene. Yeah. <laughs> or there. Fucking Popo. Uh, Javet. The fuzz. <laughs> um, 5 0. Yeah. El Capitan. They crunch. Hashtag fuck 12. <laughs> uh, see, it's funny because we mean it. Uh, it's... Correct. <laughs> and so he sees this. He's like, okay, she'll be arrested. And he's like, oh. I believe you, sir, because yeah. she is a criminal. She is, in the eyes of God, she is less than. Because to him and how he was brought up in the system that has molded this character, this inspector, it's very much, oh, people are below you because people and circumstances are two different things. Right. That does not matter. Yeah. Yes. People yeah, are people. Like it's you... very like Calvinist. It's very Calvinist. It's very much like the one, the situation you're in is, is only as a result of your own, either your own actions or just who you are as a person. Like it's it's sort of as someone who loves to sin, that sucks. And it's like, and it's interesting because it's, it's the reverse. It's the reverse of enlightened despotism. Because if you're saying that someone deserves to be in a high position, someone deserves to be respected. Someone deserves to be King because God 
put them there, then if they're in a low position, they also deserve that because God, like, you know what I mean? Like, that you Which, deserve Which, like, that. the contradictions with that then be like, okay, then th- me as a person decide that you are less than me. Yeah. If God... Oh, of course. Puts, there's if, of yeah, if God puts you there, <laughs> that's, like, God's plan or whatever, why are you involved? Yeah. It's then this, like, you know, what, you know, across all of history, people deciding from these different scriptures and beliefs that then they make themselves God of other people. Yeah. By still saying, it's just like, nope, it's his plan, but I'm choosing to do this. But I'm the one executing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, so we see Valjean is down at the docks. I, it's unclear. So sometimes when I first, when I first was watching it, I thought he was just there. When I first watched it, I thought he was like specifically going there to look for Fontaine, but then Um, maybe he was just there. I think he was just there to like help people in general. No, I thought it was because it was like winter here. It was much colder. So he's making sure that, I mean, this is the area that people like, you know, are more destitute. He wants to make sure people aren't dying by sleeping on the streets is what I took from this. Yeah, because he did. He originally stopped by that one person. Like we were just like kind of talking to people as he went along. He's got to make sure his constituents are safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so he, he witnesses this scene between her, um, this quote unquote gentleman caller, um, and and, and Javert, um, <laughs> and basically she scratches him when she strikes him and he quote unquote points her because Javert is right there. begging to Javert and is like, like I have a child, I have a if daughter. I go to jail, she and will he's die. like, oh... That's weird, because I don't remember fucking asking about your life. <laughs> literally. Literally. It's like, I don't see how that's any of my business. It's like looking for where I gave I give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, here are my crops where I grow my fucks. Alas, it is barren. <laughs> he truly does not care. Um, and so then Valjean steps in and is like, hey what's going on blah 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 and of course he's respected because he's the mayor yeah. and she's like oh by Fuck the you, way dude. i'm the girl from the factory that you just let the foreman throw out yeah. uh while you were off doing whatever she's and so literally he, like do not mock me and like spits on yeah. him and i'm like good. Yeah. yeah good yeah yeah and then he's just but that's why i love this character because it's like another character has like personally attacked him instead of of being like, oh, fuck this person because of, like, where they are and who I perceive them as. He's just like, let's take a step back. Let's think about it. Oh, this person's telling me I wronged them. Right. Yeah. Wait, let's think about it that I did wrong them. And what I can I do sorry. to make it right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. The instinct yes, isn't... That is... The instinct that is, isn't to go on the defensive. The instinct is, let me help you. Yes, Which... and that's that's an apology. It's one saying sorry, and then also saying what can I do to make it right. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like, cause like when um, Javert like encountered him, he was like, oh, I've heard your like your constituents are doing much better because like you're a great mayor and all of that. Because yeah. he's not playing by the books during that period. Yeah, he's, he's caring not about like, the people. Hey, he cares about everyone. He's yeah. not just like I'm just dealing with everyone. You know, you're where you are because like. God has seen me to be bad. Like he's come out of it and he sees people beyond that, you know, and that's, yeah. And I feel like that. And this is an, uh, this is a time where unfortunately be still because of the system, Fontaine fell through the cracks. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can only do so much, but 
that still happens exactly. and he recognizes exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. And that's why he doesn't go like, oh, fuck you or whatever. He's like, oh, let me listen to her and see where I've gone wrong, you know? Um, yeah, so then Javert, uh, not Javert, Valjean, um, he basically is like, I'm going to, you Like, you're not arresting hospital. her because she needs he to go to says, a hospital. Right. Yeah, he says, she, this woman needs a hospital, not a prison. Um, like, come back to today. Yeah. Mm. How many, how many, um, individuals suffering with, like, mental health issues need care and therapy and maybe psychiatry Instead and not a, a jail cell? Everybody needs. Correct. To be behind the <laughs> I love policing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Um, so yeah, he rescues her, takes her to a hospital, and it's like, hey, I'm going to send for Cosette. Like, I'm going to have her brought here so you can see your daughter. Um, and I'm going to take you to a hospital to get the medical care that you need. Um, oh, and, and she says the most heartbreaking line. If there is a God, he'd let me die instead of her. <sighs> Which, like, neither of you should have to die. Like, it's just... It's so sad. Um, Yeah, and so she... uh, He takes her to the hospital, everything. um, And then Javert, we see him get a letter or, like, a piece of paper or whatever. um, And he later goes... uh, He goes to Valjean and says, like, Oh, I've wronged you, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, I thought... And he's honestly, like... Yeah, he's like, I thought you were the, you know, the prisoner and stuff. But you're not... He's on trial now. He's like, I'm sorry. Have me arrested. I should be oh, yeah. a, imprisoned for and, this. And that is that is something that I respect about Javert is that for as fucked up as I his know. sense of justice is, he does hold himself to he's that. Not well. yeah. He's not a hypocrite with this. He's not a hypocrite. He's got some fucked up logic, but he's not a hypocrite. <laughs> Which... So you hate him, but you understand him. Yes. Which I think I think makes for the best type of villain. I think the right. best villains are ones that you can sympathize with. You can understand their point of view. Name yeah. three they, of them. It's just wrong. Like it's just, just like name you. three villains like that. <laughs> Thanos. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, Two more. Have you seen the show? Mm. You. Oh, you can see Joe. Yeah. That's just because he's hot. Um, oh, come Joe. on! But like you. You sympathize two, two, with him the whole way. Two more, uh, uh, Raven. Think Disney. There's definitely, there are definitely ones that I, oh, Maleficent. For sure. Loki. Um, high key. High key, that's fair. Even Loki. Oh my God. I, I know <laughs> uh, did you hear that one? Uh, True. Bring it back to Marvel. Hashtag Loki. Oh, man. Laura, oh, you're a joy gosh. and a delight. And I love yeah. having you here. Uh, great. Well, it's halftime, sports fans. Um, I don't, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, it's Campbell from Boost Coles. Uh, I'd like to tell you all about Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation. This foundation keeps music alive in schools by providing vital support services to school districts and new musical instruments to underfunded music programs nationwide, giving underrepresented youth access to the many benefits of music education leading them to success in school and inspiring creativity and expression through playing music. There have been over 34,000 donated instruments and over 2 million students impacted by this organization. Some of the support services they offer are professional development for music teachers led by certified uh, instrument repair technicians and further community engagement and instrument drives, just to name a few. Again, 
Raven and I believe the best way to support us as a podcast is to support organizations like Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation that supports music education and the passion of music in our youth. You can donate at mhopus.org slash donate. Again, that's mhopus.org slash donate. Uh, back to our nonsense. At the hospital. Correct. Um, She's uh, dying. Fontaine's dying. Yes. And she is... Well, we're not there yet. Oh. So, oh, so, you're so, right, so, you're right. Yeah. So we, we get see... to who am I? And not quite yet. Oh. So so the point the point is Javert tells him like, oh, I thought you were oh, two four six oh one. We we said that, but we didn't say like, oh, someone else was arrested exactly. as him. Yeah. So I know it's not you. And then we see Valjean basically wrestling with the idea of like, do I turn myself in? Who am I? And what I really like is that he's not just thinking of himself. So obviously there's the question of like, oh, I could let this man take my place and I, go free. I wrote or, the note. Ugh, he's gonna do it. Because because he also thinks about it. Like, because yeah, there's the like, oh, I could go free and like be my own person, like help Cosette and like blah, blah, blah. It's condemnation, or, condemnation versus damnation. Damnation. But he also considers wait a second, I'm the mayor of a town, I own a factory, these women, like, their livelihoods depend on me. If I go to prison, they are fucked. And the foreman sucks shit. Yeah, and so, like, I love the fact that he didn't just think, he didn't just think about how it would affect him, he legitimately thought, like, the impact his life has on other lives, and what that would mean for them. Because we've seen how losing your job, like, what losing your job can lead to, and he's seen that now, too, you know? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we get into who am I. Who am I? With, <laughs> but we, uh, that yeah, we that is yeah. this, like, an internal struggle, yeah. man versus man. Yeah. Kind of like and this that. is the same melody as One Day More. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Did not pick that up. Yeah, which I really he, like because both of them have that sense of, like, impending, not quite doom, but, like, resolution. impending, yes. Complain. Yeah, like. Yeah, like making, one day more is yeah. as they're gearing up for the revolution, and here he's like he's gearing up for like the he's end like, of his I'm life. I'm going, I'm going to Basically. do this. Something is going to happen as a result, and it probably and will it end in my imprisonment or death. Yeah. So it's so operatic, him saying two four six zero one. I'm just like I know. I, I was kind of I was disappointed, but yeah. Yeah, he, Hugh Jackman can hold a note. And then he was like, tell Javert, I'll be at the hospital. Although, I will say, I personally did not appreciate the depth of uh, observation we had on Hugh Jackman's face on that last note. I just feel like <laughs> it was very up close and personal. And there was a lot happening expression-wise there. And I was like, we didn't need to see all that. <laughs> it's called acting. <laughs> okay. Look it up. <laughs> there, was, there was just a lot. There's How are you able happening. to connect with all the emotions he's feeling <laughs> if you don't see it? Okay. Um, so now, so he, he admits that he's 2461. He goes to court to stop yeah. the man's trial. And then the people um, there are just like, you don't know what you're saying. Stop saying that, You're please. not well. Yeah. yeah. Question, though. Would you do it? Yeah. Ooh. I feel like if someone else was going to literally lose the rest of their life. I know. I feel like, I feel like, honestly, no, I feel like I would because, because, only because, and I know myself, and it's only because 
Valjean knows what it's like to yeah. be a prisoner. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, this person is taking the blame for something I did. It's I have lived what he will live Lived, through yeah. and I cannot bear to let another human being go through that at all let alone unjustly and then, so I feel like yeah. in his specific situation yes I would I agree it's... any other time though maybe not <laughs> yeah probably not honestly. we'll see it's hard though I mean I'm thinking about like I'm sure it'll come up like all the other yeah. points he made like all these other people that depend on him but like I get it at the end of the day like this person's life at the end of the day I, oh, did I make a reference? In the dark of the night. Did you ever call that guy? Anyways, okay, sorry. Good to know that you are all in something. Who do it, anyways. Real quick, and I, I, I didn't really verbalize this thought. I guess until now, something that I really, really like about the music of this of this musical is that um the the melodies of each song feel driving yeah like even even when they're more relaxed like there is always a progression to the melody. Yeah. there's always a you know what i mean and like you always feel like things are moving forward Going something forward. is happening yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. yeah which is like i i don't even know how to like i don't even know how you accomplish that musically but they do yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is why even though there's a lot of music it's not of a woman Yes, because every every song has a clear purpose, and you know what what the purpose is of each song. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we get now, into, spoiler: the song is called Fontaine's Death. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which, like, I like. I always have the song list on my phone so, while I'm taking my notes, I have so to. I can so I can like you know section off my notes. And I saw, I was like, oh, what's the next song? Oh, that's happening now. <laughs> Um, so she's um, hallucinating, and yeah. she's basically so it's like oh, it's Cosette's bedtime, and we're introduced to young Cosette, uh, played by Isabel Allen. What the fuck? Incredible. Yes. This young Correct. actor. What else have they been in? Correct. Uh, they have also been in uh, Pretty Feather and Safe, uh, which Pretty oh. Feather like a bunch of episodes of that and Safe like on Netflix. Uh, oh. Yeah. Because some of these, like, I mean, this is not that old. A lot of these young actors have not been in a lot of other yeah. things. Yeah. Um, which I always found it interesting that, because there's, I mean, there's multiple theatrical, like, posters for any musical, like, any movie that comes out. But, um, so there's the, there's the main, like, theatrical release poster that's with, like, all of their faces and, the, like, the flags and stuff. But then there's the other main one, which is her, her. face. I know. And, like, and I like find sketched. it interesting, interesting that they use Looks very much like a playbill. Yeah, exactly. And, which I believe was the intent. Yeah. And, and I, I find it interesting that they specifically chose her. Her? because she's only actually in the musical. No, for I, th like... I think it's good that they chose her because I think she. Yeah, is... I wanted to talk about like the the thematic reasons that they. Yeah, wanted. that she is yeah. central to a lot of people's motivations and hope. Yes, like she's the hope for most of these characters. Yeah, like she's the a girl idea who has come of from destitution. Is where was what people are living for? That most yeah. of these people are living for yeah. or living off of, even the people that have like you know taken advantage of her or introduced to her, or in conflict with her, it's all about Cassette. But not white owner yeah. Cassette. Because I feel like there's such an image of saving a child than another adult that I resent. Uh, but honestly, though. Yeah. Honestly, because, um, and I 
feel like I feel like it's mirrored and I'm gonna have to make sure to not mention any spoilers here. Thank you. Um I feel like her the fact that they use her character as opposed to like Gavrosh's character. Um, because Gavash is also a child who's actually involved with like the revolution and stuff like that. But it's it's more the idea he's not, of he's not connected to like the other people though. He's connected, he's not connected he's, to the other he's people. connected and, to the environment, Gavrash, not the people. Yes, yeah. and Gavrosh is a revolutionary himself. Yeah. Who is also possessed... jacking into the woods, the film yes. version. And um and Cosette is being saved. It's the sense of being saved from your circumstances and because you know you can't save yourself you know that there's no way out for you so you have raven. to be saved yeah. raven raven hell yeah we're getting there we're getting there <laughs> uh, i'd be like in awe this whole time so <laughs> and this is why we split it into two parts yeah, yeah so fontaine yeets it off this mortal coil uh, <laughs> why did you so Jean Valjean gets to her is like you know talking to her and she's like hallucinating she's like no 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 and he's like I will be there for her you don't have to worry and she's like okay okay and then she says tell Cosette I love her I will see her when I wake which she does not she does not not. hypocrite (laughs) is what we're all thinking her eyes never closed. Oh, that's true. I mean, by herself. <laughs> by by herself, correct. Yeah, Jean Valjean is just like, I don't want to look at this. Um, <laughs> I don't want to see all that. I'm not about it. Um, and, so um, and then she Javert did. arrives. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Um, Javert arrives, oh, and we gosh. get into the confrontation, which I actually really like this song. I like that yeah, song I do too. too. I, yeah. I like uh, conflicting conflicting melodies Melody. which i talk about every time they come up in a musical because it's fun it's fucking fun it's just it's just a really cool way to to duel with words and music like it's just oh, i love it, it. and i love support in the you can like be do 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 at someone and you get a reply it's fun i love it i love it and i love how i love how there is a legitimate back and forth yeah between them um, and there's like a handing off of the baton between certain verses and certain lines. I will say the confrontation not very melodic. It it is very like oh no because they're speaking not different languages. I yeah, mean like kind of like they yeah, but they have different they're still technically singing. Um, <laughs> and I hear my notes. Shut up, dude. And he's just like, I need three days. Uh, and Javert's like a man like you could never change. I'm from the gutter too. I I know where you come from. Who you are. Again, projecting. That was deep. But the thing, and this is the thing, this is the thing that bothers me about Javert's character and where he, like, ceases to be an understandable exactly. caricature and becomes a villain because it's like, you are incapable of, one, Critical having thinking. any compassion or empathy for someone in a different circumstance than you or has taken a different path than you, mm-hmm. but also, like, you've seen that he's changed. Or not even necessarily changed exactly. as a person, maybe, but, like, you respected this man up until a day ago. Like, you were ready to kowtow to him. Like, you were so in awe of him up until you found out what his name was. Mm-hmm. And that suddenly changed all of the things you felt about him because he... You, and that and that's the sense of, like, 
basically the whole like once a criminal always a criminal like if you have ever once in your life stepped outside of the law you are now no longer a person and no longer deserving of human rights and it's just like I my brain can't comprehend that like it just <laughs> again why those two characters are like different and like the confrontation like different melodies why it makes sense to me is like he was that per like he he is from that background yeah yet still he cannot understand or at least his character doesn't do anything that empathize or sympathize yeah. with like understanding what that experience yeah. is like and why he should not be pushing for Jean Valjean to go back to that circumstance and and the thing I think would be really interesting, and I've never read the book, so I don't know if they go more into his backstory in the book, but I think it'd be interesting to learn a little more about what Javert's childhood was yeah. like. Because it's entirely possible, like, maybe, because he does say, like, oh, I was born in a jail. Like, I'm from the gutter, too. Like, I understand the background you come from right. that doesn't give you an excuse is his perspective. But I, I wonder, yeah, because like, who his, who his parents were, like, what his upbringing was like, where, like, he became this because like, bound to duty person that, i want to know what that led into that description alone so you were born in that kind of area and for like his beliefs like god put you there but he was a person that was able to grow and come out of it exactly yeah and he cannot well see i i women. think of it like because if because i think of it like and, and this is again a like truly trying to get into Javert's head, Javert specifically refers to it as the gutter. Like he says, like, I am from the gutter too. But his belief system is that if you are from the gutter, you are of the gutter. Yeah. Like you can't grow beyond that. And I think that's why he's so bound to duty because he feels that because of he's where I one. come from, I am inherently bad. And therefore I must do good. I must oh, do, yeah. like I must be bound to my duty because yeah. that is the only way for like That is salvation. my only saving grace. That is is my only recompense yeah yeah because because i am born dirty yeah and he's like yeah. i can't cut corners i need to do everything i can to to prove that i'm not of the gutter almost yeah um I, okay okay yes another drink <laughs> <laughs> we're just like we were letting you continue on drink number three hell fucking yes Cheers. Cheers to drink number three. Cheers. I, this is why I'm here, guys. Thanks. Nice. Lame is. Correct. Where were we? We are at Castle on a Cloud. So oh. this is now... This is where Cosette. I'm like, damn girl. Mm-hmm. The fuck? How dare how dare children be talented? You know? So good. Is this your favorite song? One of it. I gave you options. You may be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the first time you meet Cosette, you know, and then when she's just... actually there. Yeah. 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 And this song is very much from like her memories, her hopes, her desires. This is my happy place. Being a yeah. child. Yeah. Having fantasies. Yep. Which is like no choice. Which is like high key, mad, depressing. Right. That she needs to have a happy place yeah. as like a ten year old child. Yeah. But you know and that then was life. The lady yeah. in white always says to her, "Cosette, I love you very much." Which yeah. is her mother. Obviously. Her mother. Um, and then when she whispers, like those next lyrics. Oh yeah. Uh, whispering is a talent. 
Yes. And it's I can't do it. It's whisper, I'm not good at whispering. You have to clarify. Contrary to popular belief, I can whisper. But <laughs> this this whisper is very well done. No, not as not the way Cosette did it. No, it's better because she is an actor <laughs> and I am a drunk fool. Yeah. You're, what do you mean? Yeah. There's Raven. honestly Raven. <laughs> what do you mean by yeah? There is an there is an art to a stage whisper, exactly. and I don't think people realize that because because stage whispers are a thing. Yeah. That's why yeah. they're referred so to in like guttural, a, a comical way, which is so because it's antithesis to whisper. Yeah, because like when you're when you're on stage, you always have to project, you always right. have to like cheat out, and there's like if your character is whispering, the audience still has to be able to hear what you're saying, but it needs to be understood as a whisper, and like being able to like do that is like yeah that there's an arc to it yeah i feel i agree um and then, and then oh, we get oh, to master the phenomenal the, the amazing <laughs> helena bonham carter and sasha baron cohen you're doing a together. lot of pointing right now that the listeners can't see but they gotta know about it i can see and it's amazing yeah. <laughs> i like when we I have literally guests wrote on down, we don't do things hey, it's time for, for guests <laughs> Oh, correct. I'm having a great time. I mean, the listeners, like, listeners, we love you, but, like, you're listening. The guest is here. We're yeah, at Master of the House. We're introduced to what characters, Raven? I actually don't know their character names. I was hoping you did, because I don't know how to pronounce it. I was, like, <laughs> using you for that. Wait, let me let me look them okay, up. And it I is T-H-E-R-N-A-D-I-E-R. Thernadier? Thernadier. Um. I thought. That's how I will pronounce it. Say. We have a wild leaf. Yeah. Uh Thenardier. Thenardier. And yeah, yeah. And Thenardier, Madame Thenardier. I believe. Yeah. Um, I believe. Okay. Um Austin, if you're listening to this, don't come at me. Uh Austin, if you are listening to this, come at her. I would like to see <laughs> Shut it. Shut up. I would like to see it. <laughs> Who's Austin? Uh Austin. Uh, he's is a, a friend, friend of ours, ours that speaks French. Oh, yeah. He plays because of course he does. Play, but he also plays the viola, so I don't know if you should listen. <laughs> right? He's a violist. <laughs> Ew. Okay, what's it against violists? We don't have the time. They they are that. the redheaded stepchild of the orchestra. Which is funny oh because God. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so master of the house. Master of the house. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. And theme. Um, um, the so. basket of glasses. I love. As someone who depends on her glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. my, oh, yeah. my glasses. We're my introduced glasses. to uh, Epony, uh, their daughter. Epony! Who later on, no played yeah. as, uh, played by uh, na, uh, Natalia Angel Wallace. Is that young Epony? Yeah. Yeah. Who is definitely, they own this tavern, bar, whatever, inn. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, because they, Which seeing Helena Bonham Carter in another tavern gave me some flashbacks. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. It was just great. Um, how they are just like swindlers to the core. Yeah. They're, they're like, our daughter's the greatest thing ever. Here's everything. Mm-hmm. We're drunk constantly. Um, yeah. Cosette, um, which they rarely call her that. They're like uh, Col- well, Colgate. Colette? Um, the, the the mistress <laughs> of the house gets it right every time. That's true. Yeah. There, and there is some like differences, especially when she hears about Fontaine. I do think there's genuine reactions of her from her. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then she quickly moves past it and be like, how can I get money out of this? Did they ever... Honestly... Oh, no, go go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, did they ever, like, explain the relationship between... For some reason, I thought they were sisters. Huh. I I don't know. Is that that an happening? No, no, no. No, 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 no. The relationship between, Uh, like, the innkeeper... Fontaine and and, uh, Madame... Oh. uh, Helena Bonacard. No, they never... They did. For some reason, I thought they, like, were related by blood. Because she was I, the one it, that was more invested. Yeah, I mean... And she had the reaction I, to Fontaine's death. Like she knows I never thought name, that, that but also that question has never occurred to me. So I, I don't know. Um, but I will say it, it is, to me, still re- very reminiscent of Helena Bonham Carter's character in Sweeney Todd as well. Where, like, it was, again, the... I'm evil. I'm And, like, bad. I'm doing these evil things, but I'm still the more compassionate of the two. Yeah. I'm the lesser <laughs> you know? of two evils. Yeah. And and you see that in Sasha Baron Cohen's yeah. character, where he's constantly, like, he's, like, Colette, Courgette, like, whatever the fuck yeah. your name is. And she's, like, his her name is Cosette. Like, yeah, I treat, like, Colgate. yeah, I abuse her and treat her poorly, but I at least know her okay. name, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Master of the House is ba- basically we are like seeing like the world that Cosette is like living in right now, and yeah. they're just like scamming people. Honestly, what a dynamic duo! They're great. They're good at what they do. They are oh, yeah. always on the same page. Yeah, and in the I've worst this, ways. I've said this before, and I will say it every single time I see her in anything. Helena Bonham Carter one is amazing, but also and so, so is Sasha Baron Cohen. Obviously, that yeah, but like. It takes so much talent to play a villain to this level. Yeah. Like, she just plays every villain flawlessly. Yeah. But not even as a villain, but, like, in a way, like, truly an antagonist in a way that, like, you can kind of get her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's not like that she only plays villains. You also see her incredible range. Like, her in Hamlet is incredible. Ooh. Like, when I think of Ophelia, I think of Helena Bonham Carter. And her in Fight Club. Oh, those were the two I wrote down because we've already talked about her before. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, man, Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, also in The King's Speech in The Crown. She's just oh, fun. She's great in the crown. She's yeah. fun there, in the yeah. crown. She's just such an amazing talent. She's like, great. oh my gosh. She's like, my sister um, sucks. Ha 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 I'm charming. And I'm like, hell yeah, you are, Helen Baumgartner. <laughs> and she was charming um, in this one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love um, their... Because um, at first, I didn't realize it was Christmas until we see Santa. And there's mm-hmm. two Santa Santas. Santa There's two Santas. <laughs> there's two Father Christmases. <laughs> Santa number one, played by Peter Mayer, and Santa number two, played by Jack Chiswick, um, which, I don't know, I just felt like writing Wait, there down. there were two Santas? There was two Santas. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And then I realized the stuff in her hair were, like, boughs. I didn't Of holly. No, boughs. Oh, oh, oh. I know what I'm saying. Well, you also say crown, so. I also don't know how to pronounce anything correctly ever, so. Correct. My speech was tough in elementary school. I'm aware for you. Damn. (laughs) Waskily wabbits. Waskily wabbits. Ours are tricky. Master of the house. Master of the house. Um, Well, now... This is such a fun song. Because basically, they're like bringing people in. It's like, oh, it's time for my shift. And they're just like robbing people. Yep. Blind. Blind. But they're very good at it. Literally blind. And they're like... steal the glasses. Yeah, and they're like... They have a jar of eyes glass eyes and they're like Mm -hmm. uh, they talk about very Sweeney Todd they find whatever meat they can and they grind it up and say it's beef I did not care for the cat sound effect 
effect. It was like, <laughs> hilarious. And you can see the way they chopped up that cat's tail. That was not good. And then Ebony's face. Oh my gosh. Um, and I loved it that the the uh, cinematography is that what you would call it? Like what like the what mm. the camera is doing. The cameraman yeah. is drunk. Yeah, no, that's the, the point. point of view is of a drunk person. <laughs> it is yeah, shaking. It's just kind of spinning around. It's moving around. around. Yeah. It's spinning yeah, yeah. around. But it's like, not straight on. Drunk. Oh no, we're, we're being metaphoric. Like, I mean, keep, maybe keep the fuck up. they did live singing. Maybe they did like real ass okay, camera. Yeah, no, I, I They're very they method actors in this. Really Anna Hathaway <laughs> chopped her hair off. She did. So True. the camera is never steady, and yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I actually really like the bit where, um, I, I keep just calling them by their actors' names, but where Helena Bonham Carter's character is um, coming on to that Mrs. one, T. like, sailor. Yeah, Mrs. T. Where she's coming on to that one, like, sailor, soldier, whatever, and she's, like, saying all these bad things about the master of the house, and, but then she gets his wallet, and she passes it over to him. To, and it's to still who? like a... If we're saying Mrs. T, it would be... Mr. T, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and and I love I love the fact that it's just like, oh, I pity you're fool. still a ride or die. Exactly, <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, it's just like, they, they, they know what they're about. Well, yeah, she they like, know. has lines that goes like, master of what? Like, he's master of the housekeeper yeah. of the zoo. And they're like, mistress of the house, fuck y'all. Like, I'm doing everything here. And everyone's drunk Literally. and be like, you're right. <laughs> you right. Well, co- also, we didn't say that they sent Cosette to get a water, oh, water from, from the, the well. Yeah. They sent it to the forest while they're having fun. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so now we cut to that and we see her like was just wandering reading, through the forest. Like, I don't know. Was she, what was she doing? Was she like... Master of the house isn't worth my Nothing. spit. What was Ebony e- doing? Ebony wasn't doing anything. No, no, no. <laughs> she, no showed they're, they're... Up, she showed up with a new hat and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was like reading. What were they charging her? Like... You remember that scene? Oh, so there's there yeah. one scene. No, no, yeah, there was yeah. one scene where he was explaining basically how he drives up the fees oh, for like every pay. And he just yeah. had her on his lap, like teaching her. Exactly. Like, this is how you con people, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Which was Pre- sweet. Yeah. Previously, when I is, is sweet it, the word? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, it's nice. It's like, this is what daddy's good mommy. at. And you know what? I wanted to instill <laughs> these oh, skills Lord. and passions to a piece of me. That's what he's doing. I will and say, then he at smacks the, the shit here, out of her nine years later. Yeah. Master yeah. of the house. <laughs> nine years. So now. Spoiler. Oh, whatever. It's fine. So we see we see Cosette wandering through the forest looking for this well because she did beg for them to not send her out in the dark yeah. by herself. Um, what an unreasonable so, ask. And here's my thing. So Valjean comes across her, and I know. We know he's a good person, and he's looking for her and wants to help her. But I just want to, I just want to talk about what his dialogue is yeah. in this Let, moment because this dialogue. Okay, so so keep in mind, keep in mind, Cosette is a like nine, maybe ten year old girl ish around that age. She might be a year younger, a year oh, older. She's around that age. Valjean <laughs> is a grown ass, yeah. not even grown, nearing old, like nearing the point where people are like, "You're strong. What are you talking about?" You know what I mean? Yeah. And he comes across her in the middle of the forest at night it's and like, says the words. Hello, little girl. <laughs> and says the words. Don't be afraid. <laughs> 
don't hide. Show me where you live. Oh, God. <laughs> and? and I just like, and? I know we know. We know he has good intentions. But like. Because that, that doesn't know that. And that is, she reacted in the right way. In the correct way. Yeah. And then we get to the well scene, and she's like, I'm called Cosette. And then that's basically all that song. And then we get to the bargain, where he's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to take care of you. And they go back to the inn. Well, just, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And when he first meets Helen Moncart, or Mrs. T, Mr. T, (laughs) Mr. Mrs. T, um, And they immediately start trying to like con him. And obviously. he knows exactly what's going on. I really yeah. love the bit when they're walking inside the inn and you see Mrs. T go for like like the handkerchief drop that we saw her do oh. during Master of the House. And, and he like, literally just he's he like, just you can looks pick at that her. The fuck up yourself. Like he's just like, bitch. And she and her face is just like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like I I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then when like they're taking the hats and stuff like that, she's like, give me the microphone. He's like, I'm taking my hat. Back. Yeah. Like, you're not yeah. you're not gonna do anything. Yeah, he's like, I'm a thief, dude. And at like, this I know. point, I do <laughs> yeah. think it's interesting when we're in the bargain, uh, we, the bargain, we do have I Dreamed a Dream, like that uh, melody, that motif yeah. is going on when he's singing. Um, and Mr. T is just like, okay, no, come on, pretend to like me so we can get more money out about this. Yeah. And then when he says, mom is with God, Mrs. T does gasp. And I do yeah. think that is genuine. I agree. Which yeah. makes me think there is some blood I, relation. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what fair. you're and right. al- Or also, as a mother, being like, oh, there's this child who I don't give a shit about, but she did lose her mother. Let me think about Eponine. That kind of, like, you know, empathy. Yeah. It wasn't pretend empathy. No, I it wasn't. I do think it that was genuine. Genuine, yeah. yeah. Which, like, that line between, oh, okay, I may have some values, and I'm a scam artist, is a role only Helen Barham Carter can exactly and that is the beauty in her performances is that she balances that concept of like oh i'm a quote-unquote bad person i'm doing all these things but also i do have a moral conscience it's all in the context of the world they live of the world they live in that like she's doing what she needs to do to stay alive they would be in a horrible situation that we do find out nine years later that's what they have to do yeah yeah that's when they're just living good in the scam yeah yeah in the Sting, great soundtrack to that movie, The Sting. Yeah, uh, yeah. So in the bargain, basically, they find a way to get as much money out of fifteen hundred uh, francs. Valjean. That was a lot of money. I thought I thought the fifteen hundred was on top of what he had already given yeah, him, I but so. I also have no concept of French money or what French currency and rates I were think in the eighteen hundreds. Because of it, I mean, well, the fact <laughs> that like I, well, how I did my math. Could you imagine? <laughs> How dare you yeah. not understand? Tell well, well, how I did my math was, you know, like the hair thing was like 10 francs or something. So I was like, oh, 1500 must be a lot of money during yeah. that time period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. After they're like, but she's been sick. We've been keeping up with this. And he never brought up. It was like, what about the money Fontaine sent home? Yep. It was never brought up. He never did. And, and it's I to think, be assumed because... they just pocketed everything because, like, she wasn't Oh, sick. for sure. Oh, well, she wasn't Yeah, for sick. sure. We all yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but and this I is, like, concrete evidence I think evidence he knew of that. Nice yeah, and I think he knew that inherently. I think in the first, like, 
maybe not literally the first moment, but in that first interaction, we see yeah. where they're still outside the inn. I think he very quickly sizes them up and it's just like, I know exactly the type of people yeah. you are and I know the environment Cosette is living in now and I know how to deal with you. Yeah. And yes, that will require me to shell out some money, but I know that's all that you care about. Because yeah. he even says, I, I didn't write down the exact line, but he basically even says like, you won't have a difficult time forgetting her because you obviously exactly. don't care about her. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then like, I mean, Mr. T's just like, I don't even know your name. Cosette? <laughs> Literally gets it wrong every line. Colette? Um, Cosette so, is a, such an interesting name. Because at first I did think they said Colette because that's like, mm-hmm. I feel like a more common name. Um, but Cosette is such a beautiful, French names are it's so It's really beautiful. Yeah. And it's a name that at least as an American would be unexpected to me. And I'm proud to, to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's a name that is unexpected to me, but still beautiful. I agree. It's also interesting that like in and I this wish French feel movie that, way that more they're all about, British. That, that's how I feel about, and we'll get there, but like yeah. when we first meet Gavroche, it's like, so you're an a 10-year-old French boy in the 1800s, but you have a Cockney accent. <laughs> yeah, but they're all British. They're not French. Yeah, it's... Right. Or they like do, New Zealand, or, from, some, or they're Welsh, or like whatever. They do have some like throwaway French lines here and there. Um, more for like scene setting, but yeah, they don't, they don't have French accents. They're like, oi, governor, croissant. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like <laughs> very is, jarring. But, Which is interesting. But there's like I French actors. If that though. has to do, I wonder if that has to do with like our, I guess, imagery of one European history and also that time period of yeah. like an hour. Because like if someone is speaking English, like I feel like English, the English language in a French accent, we have socialized to be considered pretentious. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I wonder if like. There's there's an expectation that like if you're in this time period, like you're doing a period piece in this time period, like you your characters will have a British accent. Almost regardless of geography. Yeah. Which is weird, right? Yeah. Like, that is weird. And, uh, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, the they, reach like, of the British Empire. They, was they vast, wanted but... to make this film for such a long time. Like over yeah. a decade. Oh. And I think like attaching certain seemingly uh what's the word I'm looking for? period actors that they would mm. need to attach to this to make it like be made and have mm. the yeah. weight of Les Mis the musical is just what they had to do. Which I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so so then he leaves with Colette. Cassette. Oh my God. Right there. <laughs> she, she, leaves with, she leaves with video cassette. Colgate toothpaste leaves with him. Um, and we see them in a carriage traveling, and we get to the song suddenly, which this is just a cute song. No, I, I don't think, this I is think the it's point. the only time we hear this melody. And yeah, it is. And I think, well, I don't know that. I haven't seen the rest of it. I don't know why I said that. But it's <laughs> interesting because from Valjean's soliloquy, that's not him being like. Oh, I'm hopeful for the future. He's just like, I suck shit. Someone give me an opportunity. I should be a better person. This is just yeah. like, wait a second. Here's this child. Wait, yeah. life, not just like life should be worth living for myself, but I feel good about it. 
Yeah. And I need to... And I to, think this is what makes Cosette the, cen- the, the, the central focus yeah. of this musical. Yeah. And specifically Cosette as a child. Yeah. Because yeah. He, she is the one that he's singing to like, I cannot fail you. Like, yeah. whatever I do, I need to make sure that you are taken care of, that you have the best life possible. Yeah. And everything I do from now on will be to that end. Yeah. And he, like, yeah. begs Javet for, like, you know... Three, three days. days and he's just like no well, fuck yeah. you yeah, yeah but like he also ugh, yeah. whatever whatever yeah and there's a moment in the second act that also speaks to what he expresses la, 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 in the song that i will i'm not no, no i'm not gonna mention i'm not gonna mention raven this is a bit la 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 so then while they're in the carriage they run into basically this checkpoint oh yeah um, where we see the the police are out like looking for Valjean. Basically, Valjean sees the checkpoint up ahead and he like so wakes sneaky. Cosette up and he's like, "Oh, we need to go." Yeah. And Cosette is ready. Like she's just like, "What running? Got it." Yeah, she's like, "You're so much better than the tease. Let's go." <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so they end up getting away and he ends up hiding in a convent um, and he finds there the same guy that he saved. Yeah. Um, that oh, he saved un- from under the cart. From under the cart. It's the same oh, guy. I didn't know it was the yeah. same guy. I didn't even make same that guy. A- connection, mate. <laughs> mm. Yep. And uh, yeah, and so then he helps him hide and he's, because he tells him like, hey, straight up, we need to disappear. Yeah. Like, we need help, like, blah, blah, blah. Which, so at this point, hide. I'm like, why do you stay in France? Honestly. I think about this a lot. From at this point. They think it's like, oh, let's go to Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, why are you here? Why don't you, like, look, because later it's like, oh, let's try to escape to England. Why don't you do it at this point? Why didn't point? you do that originally? Yeah. yeah. But you, you already I, sound British. He's the mayor. <laughs> no, he's not anymore. He's not back in his town. He but, can't be. But like he still feels responsible. But he's but he's people. not in that town anymore. I know. I guess so. Yeah. I guess. He's already abandoned yeah. them. Why That's is true. he staying in France? Could could not tell you. I, but and I'm, this is not coming from a place to be like, oh, you're in a bad situation. Why don't you just leave your country? Because uh, like that is very difficult. I do understand that. But like well, later on, he does have that idea, and they try to do it. Yeah. I don't know the results of that. I assume they all die. <laughs> But at one, at, there is a point in the part I've seen so far that are like, this is a plan we should do. Yeah. Yeah. In nine years, why it don't never, they do it? Yeah. Like Jean Valjean. She has, he has no like, other ties. Yeah, but like he's a type of person, at uh-huh. least at this point, who Who's cares about people. <laughs> I'm trying to gauge Lloyd's <laughs> reaction with me saying that because I don't know if he lives. I assume he doesn't. But can, no, yeah, no, he has these like interactions he, with people. Yeah, he cares about people. Yeah. He's, you know, like, France is not in the best, like, position right now. Correct. Like, I feel like he wants to do the best he can. And I feel like his first thought will not be, like, leave. Yeah, I get that. But there's yeah. a point later he's like, we should leave. And I'm just like, if this was a... Now this is a viable option. Was this a vi- viable option before? If so, why didn't you that take it? That was years later. Yeah, and if was, not, was my thought. That why? Was years later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so then we get into Stars, which is I think yes. Russell Crowe's best song. 
It's oh, it's his really? character's main song in the musical that's at the very time, least. But like I like those best. Songs. No 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 no. But like no, I like what's his better song in this? He does have another song in the second half. Okay. In the second act. Yeah. In this first. Although this first act. this is his character's like this is his character's song. Yeah. Which I do think this song is interesting because this is like when we like really really see his like righteousness. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I will never give up. Uh, and yeah. this is where I saw and he they was fall really like Lucifer stiff. Fell. Uh, yeah. Just like as a person, which I think was good for the character. And this was like when I was mostly, dude, shut the fuck up. I literally wrote down my only note for the song is, yo, dude, chill. Like, <laughs> relax. Like, it, it's not that deep. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I had a different reaction. Please tell us. No, I was like, okay, I see you. I hear you. I hear where you're coming from. Explain. I mean, like... For our listeners, who probably, a lot of them will have the same opinion as you. Right, like, he's, like, kind of, like, explaining why he does what he does in Mm, this scene. He's like, this is who I am. Like... I live for, like, the will of God, basically. And if this is, like, the last thing that fucking kills me, like, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You know? And, like, I feel like that's the point where he owns that character. I... He does. That cannot be No, I agree with that. I think I agree with that. I don't like it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that, that, that's the but thing. I agree with. But I agree. It. You're right. Yeah. He owns yeah. it, but with, yeah. Because he has been radicalized. He has exactly. been. Um, what's the word? Uh, he's in a cult. He has been indoctrinated. Yeah. In the we were system. Getting there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But he's like, I'm gonna own this. Like now, this is my life's purpose, basically. Yeah. Which I did feel bad for him. I know. You're like, don't do it. Dumb. But It's like, like this, this is Javert's take. Yeah, but Javert, <laughs> he does something about it. Yeah, and it sucks. <laughs> so I don't know if it's like... He's part of the problem. I don't know if it's a legit... He's like, part of, he's part of the me. system that That's exploits him that he glorifies. But like, give the which guys is our, some credit. Which is our military. It'd be like, like, oh, we'll pay for your college, but you have to put your life on the line, and when you're done with this, we will not support you anymore, but we will use you as an image to further exploiting people. Correct. Yeah. And say, go fuck yourself, because this is your fault. This is your fault. Have you seen the whole musical before? Multiple times. Okay, I thought, I assumed so, conversation and everything. Um... There is a crucial piece of information that we know that Campbell does not know that I feel like is fascinating. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, maybe, maybe that's why I'm giving him all credit. Which, which yeah. is just like so fun. <laughs> you are. But yeah, you that's, that's, that's my he that is that is Campbell's own. hot take. Let's move to 1832. To the song and Paris. We get to the song slash look down. This is nine years after, guys. Yes. Yes. Which, so as, when I was later. like, when we were watching it, I think I was writing something. I never saw when they said it was nine years later. Yeah. And then when I saw mm. older cassette, I was just like, what the what? pause? What happened? <laughs> and Lorde was like, oh, it's nine years later. I was like, did they say that? Did I miss that? Which it is important to know Correct. from a from an from understanding the story from a historical perspective. 
1832 is now two years after the not original rebellion but like the july rebellion so the july rebellion happened in 1830 and that was when they like deposed slash killed the original the king that was originally in his post and then now a a new king has been instated so like they are still under a king situations are not better blah 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 and so like now things are continuing to escalate they're escalating to the point of a new rebellion right um and that's kind of like the historical context of what's happening in 1832 yeah yeah um and so we start off with paris look down and the also, I like that... how it looked down just keeps coming back. Yeah, no, because it's, it's, so... it's oh, not different from oh, no. the, the prisoners no. and These the people slaves are still that they have. Exactly. No, they These technically have freedom, but because of the system, they're, they are prisoners yeah. and slaves of the system. It's not There's no difference. No. Yeah. It's Which perceived like, it's... freedom. They're like, oh, I'm not as worse off as these people, so I'm fine. No, everyone's being fucked. And the thing I think is interesting about a story like this is that, like, we often talk about, like, the caste system that existed in India. Name, name two uh, times. Slash still technically exists. Um, two other times caste... we do that. No, I mean, we as a society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. But, like, we uh, also have on this podcast. We have, <laughs> we have, yeah. Um, but we, also, we often talk about the caste system that existed in India, and I, I feel like when people talk about it a lot, like... It's not with the understanding, like, caste systems existed in European society, too. They just weren't as... It's not even that they weren't as delineated. It was, like... It was just that maybe they weren't... They weren't tied into our religion so much, you know what I mean? But they were. But they were. But they were, No, because it's it's the Eurocentric view as viewing, oh, is something similar to this, but it shows, like, weaknesses of ours. We're going to demonize it. And say yeah. it's different when it's the same thing. Like we built example, our entire governmental structure. For off example, of a caste saying system. indigenous people were like savages and things like that, or like you know Aztec and Mayan and Inca cultures. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're just killing people. But then, like at like the same time, they have like the differences between Catholicism and Protestantism. They have like the Salem witch trials. Like it's yeah. all the same thing. People just suck. And why are you saying same... you're better than them when you're doing worse things because you have the power? And you yeah, control and the, the same, narrative. It's the same concept as in line despotism where it's like, oh, you're in a higher ranking social class or a lower ranking social class because that's what you deserve based off your actions or based off whatever. Which people um, just decided. People, people feel yeah. more valuable when other people are not. It's it's a human thing. If you, yeah, if you can speak it's down a, yeah. on someone, that brings you up. It's, it's, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a complex human attribute or something i don't know how else to put it but it it exists it's it's sort of the concept of like and and i feel like this concept exists for other things in a more positive way like in the sense of like oh like you can't have the concept of happiness without the concept of sadness or like the things like that where it's like it's like there needs to be an opposite but we take that to an extreme and we say like well like if i'm rich someone has to be be poor people for me someone has to be poor which is also why we invented the concept of race but that's different that's a different Uh, conversation we're gonna save it no no we're going to save (laughs) no do you know what we're saving that for a new podcast that's going to be on the horizon Oh, invite yep. me again. Because I've got a lot to say. I will. 
I won't. <laughs> it's not my podcast. <laughs> It'll be mine. Yeah, but I have um, a lot of ideas for it. There's like, especially in the education system. How do you do? My name's Gavrosh. Is where we are. Jack. Correct. And that is the line that I care about from the song. It's the only line I wrote down. It's the only one I ever care about when I hear this song. <laughs> yeah, but I know. Because, we're also it's, introduced it's just, to it's other just the characters. Thing, like, okay, no, no. But it's, it's not the character. It's the fact of, like, you are a 10-year-old French boy in 1800s, and you speak with a Cockney accent. <laughs> just... He's the... Oi, mister, you me dad, doll. Okay, wait. I was thinking about this. I don't know if it's great acting that, like, for me, I wasn't, like, I did not even get, like... You weren't, you, you weren't trying not, to contextualize no, Exactly. It. I'm never brought into Gavrosh's character. <laughs> like, there's not a single point where I'm like, ooh, Gavrosh. <laughs> what, Raven, know. what does that even mean? <laughs> I like I was like, with you. Like, okay. I was with you, but then you said, "Ooh, Gavroche." <laughs> no, 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 Campbell, Campbell. Like in the moment, okay, in the moment in I Dream the Dream where you're like, "You are Fontaine." Yeah. Or like in the moment in Valjean soliloquy where you're just like, "You are Valjean." Like you are this character. Where you're like, "Who's this I, newsy I never, bitch?" I never give a shit about Gavroche. Like, I just... Okay. Don't say that out loud. No, but but like <laughs> even though he's like representative of like, you know, the younger generation that's like carrying yeah. on these values that are presented on but him. Also good the or whole bad. group is that younger generation. No 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 no. But, no he's the generation below that though. Yeah. You kind of know he, what he... happens in the next and I and I don't, but he's he is like the dream of what would carry on. I don't know if he lives or not. It sounds like he doesn't, but anyway, we'll also <laughs> no int- spoilers. We'll also introduce. Uh, I hate critical thinking. Uh, we'll also introduce <laughs> to two more characters. Oh, I yeah. You're not gonna like this. We're and cool. Joross, mm-hmm. who is Which played sounds by like Lord of the Rings name. Aaron Tveit. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. T V E I T. T V E I T. It might be. It might be Tvite. Tvite. Uh, I would Tvite. believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I usually like with like actors. I don't know how to pronounce their names. I will listen to interviews they're in. He was in Gossip Girl. Him. I was gonna steal my thunder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a Gossip Girl fiend. He so. was in Gossip Girl. He was in Graceland. <laughs> he was in Smigadoon, which we have to do on this podcast. Ooh, I've heard of that. With, like, Ooh, Vanessa Hudgens? He was Danny Zuko. Oh. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I I have a hard time seeing that for him, but and, I'm sure he did very which well. Which is good, because it just shows yeah. his range. And then we also yeah. introduced to Marius Eddie Redmayne, who is in The Theater of Everything, uh, the same as uh, uh, Hair Crone. <laughs> they were in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Pillars of Earth. You know, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. They're the they're like the leaders of these students yeah. and like the people like rebelling against the monarch. And we see here we do see large crowds of people at the very least. We also see them handing out flyers, like they're still right. presumably building their revolutionary like base. Um but we do see a lot of people at least like showing interest in anything that seems like an out for this yeah. for what currently exists as the system. Not yeah. just yeah. for themselves. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, so we see Eponine. Oh, 
Do you want to refill before we go into the robbery? Yeah, the last drink. Cheers. I was jealous, but that would be a good addition. Cheers. The robbery! Indeed. Why is Eponine's waist so tiny? I know! Can we talk about that? She's got Samantha it, Black? Girl. I mean, you're looking great, but also Samantha tiny Barks. ass waist. Barks. Oh my gosh, what did I say? Samantha Black. I don't know why I thought that was her name, Sa- but yes, wait, you wait, correct. Wait, wait, Sam Black. Isn't that the character from Dimension 20? Yep. <laughs> Maybe that's when why. Abria Iyengar, uh, Year of Abria, um, DMs, mm-hmm. Sam Black, yeah. Correct. Yep. Samantha Barks, uh, who's also been like for Love and Money, Group High, she's incredible in this. She's great. Yes. She's like I one agree. of those, like, she was one of the actors I'm just like, oh damn, y- you're acting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Especially in her song too. later on. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, she's a very good singer. I think she's probably one of the best singers of the cast, of the on- of the main ensemble of the main, cast. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think yeah. so. Too. So the robbery, um, uh, we see Mr. and Mrs. T. Um, not pretending this... to be like beggars with a sick child. With basically. a baby. Yeah. But the only thing they're pretending is the sick child. They are. That's true. They're yeah. not the. Not in the position they were. Nine Things years have ago. taken a turn for the worse yeah. for them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mrs. T is like, I know that face. I know who you are. And Jean Valjean and... Cosette? Uh, Cosette. Older Cosette. Who is played by... Oh, Amanda Seyfried. Amanda, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. Who's, you know, also, you know, Mamma Mia, Mean mm-hmm. Girls. Yeah. She plays Karen Mean Girls. So funny. I love when people can, like, do whatever. She's and a it's good, good And it's good. She was also in Ted. Yeah, and she was also in As the World Turns. She was in Twin Peaks. Uh, she was, she's been in a lot of stuff, and she's yeah. good every single time. Yeah, we see the glasses going off. Oh, of Marius and Cosette. Yeah. And, well, like from the beginning, uh, well, we see Eponine is like obviously in love with Marius, and he yeah. is completely blind to it, and yes. like in a lot of ways, like uses her. Yeah. Um. Very much. Which, because he, we do find out that he has, like, more of a noble background, more, like, you know, mm-hmm. higher status yeah. um, with his, like, grandfather and stuff. And then when it comes to him, like, talking with other people, it's like, yes, like, you are, like, part of the good side, like, the, doing the good fight. Yeah. But he, like, I feel like he just never truly relates or, like, sees the people around him. You know? Marius? Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I get. I, I feel like he, it seems very much a sense of, like, he wants to be active. Like, he wants to do something. He sees all this stuff happening. All this injustice. And wants, yeah, it kind of wants to be a part of the change. But it's, it's very much, I feel, from a place of, like, someone trying to be an exactly. ally, but someone who is not... Like, he doesn't it's, truly it's understand the experiences. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't truly understand the lived experiences of people in that situation, but he's like, oh, I should help them. Which, yeah. honestly, but there, like, there will be a point, like, you will never, like, fully understand that. Yes. But it feels Correct. like he's not trying to. He's not trying to. I, I disagree. I feel like he is trying very much to, like, 
I feel like he's trying in a way that he feels he's trying. I feel, if yeah, that makes sense. I, I, yeah, I agree. But like, he's like, I'm doing the good work, but like, do right. not friends consider with other people. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. But, but it's I a hard, like, you don't know what you don't exactly. know. Exactly. And like, he's not lived their experience or yeah. anything. And so I feel like that's where, like, regardless of how hard he tries, like, he's always going to fall short in that yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. But and I like, feel like the, the length that he falls short. Like, when we get into the song later, he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, this is the, like, the love of my life that I just looked at. Yeah. Or is everything I've been working towards. He was like, oh, it's pretty even for me. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? Yeah. But that's... And then the, this, like, like, person, this, like, this one woman that's, like, been in my life that's been about this that I... That he doesn't see. And uh, coming from someone who's, like, very oblivious to if anyone is, like has advances towards, which is a weird way to put all of that. But <laughs> what did you say? Like, I, I don't know. You mean yourself? I, yeah, for like myself. I was just like, I don't know. If someone's like flirting with me, I will never know. I'm just like, oh, this is fun banter. Um, he like doesn't seem eponine, but like he should at least see her position in society and he still uses her for his advantage which I think is directly opposes like what they're trying to do, which makes me think he's not about the cause. He's about being part of the cause. I can agree. For this first half of the musical, I don't like him. Yeah. But like, Mm. you know, when you say he doesn't see Eponine, like, like, at that point I get, yeah, exactly. But then asking like a favors and stuff like that, that's the point I'm like, this seems like it's going too far. But like, it's not, well, because he sees her differently than she wants him to see her. Yeah. But he sees her as, like, close friend, good yeah. friend, I can trust with this sort of information. Or, yeah. like, someone I'm asking, like, a friend that I'm asking to, like, do this thing for me without realizing that, like, it's... What he's actually exactly. asking. Exactly. Yeah, but, like, that's not really... Yeah, I think I, I'm saying anyway, other than from like, a romantic no. point of view, yeah, exactly. it's still asking a lot of someone in this position. But like, and so like I like I, I like the, know, from though. the romantic point of view, I understand that he doesn't see it. I don't know the first interaction they have in that song. Yeah, it sounds like they kind of have that relationship, like that relationship where you can ask that of them. Okay, I you guess know, I see you know that. What I mean? It just seems, I don't know, just like his character at this point does seem very activism because I want to be an activist. Yeah. Was the vibe I got off. And then I am then seeing his interactions from that lens. Ignoring the romantic stuff. Because, like, I understand, like, she's in love with him. He doesn't see it. So, like, some of these things he's not going to say is like, oh, I'm asking this of someone who's in love with me. Yeah. He doesn't know that. Exactly. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He's asking to do this kind of, like, spying, uh, going out of way, people are living hard lives for this, like, you know, pleasure, not business kind of thing. I'm asking this of a friend who he knows her parents, he knows what's going on. This is, I feel like, regardless of romantic involvement, this is a big ask of someone for someone that you just looked at. Yeah. That they, then you then you are then deciding all the work you have done to this point. I am fifty fifty with it. But he says in the song, if you but had it's been musical. there, you would have felt like. But other people were there. Yeah, but like you know, 
But barely. Yeah. But also, I'm jaded and alone, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm playing the, like, evil advocate or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But I see him, and I, yeah. it's, it's a very, like, confusing relationship. It's a, it's a I really like how it's a very complex character. Exactly. Because it's just like, oh, he's, like, a hero to these people, but, like, he does these things that are, like, very questionable, and then, like, where he comes from adds a different experience to the other, like, students and people he's talking about right. that adds these different, like, motives and things and, like, different, um, like, intentions of what all of his actions are. But with all of his actions are that where we're seeing, I'm just like, I'm not liking it so far. Yeah. I just like, I don't feel good about it. I think I disagree that he's not trying because I think he is trying. I think he's trying because. what he think is trying is. Yeah, but like that. Which is the best he can. He can do. with his experience and background. Yeah. yeah. But like, it seems like the other students, they're like not even questioning it. They're just like, oh, you saw some girl? Like, why? Like, <laughs> this is like everyone's lives. And he's just like, should I just run away from all of this? Yeah. <laughs> Because he, like, I, because I feel like he's coming from a point of privilege where he, like, believes in a world that that'll be fine. Because exactly. it'll just work out for right. him. Right. That, that's undeniable. He's got that privilege yeah. thing going. And he can, which is, which is, yeah. yeah. So that's why I think about the character of Marius mm -hmm. so far. And I, I have a lot of thoughts about it. But I feel like I'll, but at the same time, it's like, I'm going into this with, like, no idea what's going to happen after. Because, like, I know different songs and stuff. But I honestly don't know how this musical ends. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really fun. And I'm like, having a really good time. What do you think, Raven, of Marius? I feel like he's low-key little bitch, but... Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> Raven, this is why we're best friends. Um, it's just like, this that whole conversation. We just get each other, and I love that about us. We do. Um... Uh, so then we get to... we're at ABC Cafe slash Red and Black. Oh, no. Because we have Javert seeing, oh, like, yeah, that's potentially fair. seeing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Valjean yeah. and mm -hmm. um, Cosette. And they're like, oh, we fucked up. We have to get out of here. Yeah. And they're like, dude, like, the T's are like, dude, that's 24601. And Mr. Yeah. T is just like, okay, I gave this information. Could I go what are you gonna do for me? Let's slink yeah. over here. Which I respect the hustle. <laughs> I respect the con. The uh, the police officer does not respond, though. No. But then eventually he's just like, just like, don't stop. Just like, don't do this. Yes. Which is very interesting because he's blinded by his pursuit of 24601 that he is letting other crimes go. Mm-hmm. Which is like... Yeah. Yeah, which is... which. It's like, why? Why? It sucks. It sucks. Why? Yeah. Be consistent. And this is where the hypocrisy comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to Eponine's errand, where Mary's just, just like, oh, did you see who that was? And she was like, oh, no, I'm only looking at you. And he's like, can you find out where she lives? Can yeah. you, like, get me in contact with her? Yeah. Like, that's the big ask we're talking yeah. about. Which sucks for her. It sucks for her. And she's yeah. like, you know what? Okay, I, I will. Which is interesting, because, like, when you saw when her parents were like in a place of privilege you're just like oh she's just some like snobby kid and stuff but it's interesting because you still see still see her parents as like bad people yeah that like when they're good they spoil her but you don't yeah. think about when they're bad mm. yeah especially when cosette's exactly. not around yeah. like she is 
like she's like kind of she's portrayed as snobby with like her like blue bonnet like hat or whatever she's like oh she is she is someone that we're supposed to not like in relation to Cosette yeah but she is just existing with what her parents are doing and it's interesting because like you don't think about especially when her parents are like in not a good place oh she's just been abused her entire life yeah is that where she re- like remembers Cassette as well? When yeah. She's like, yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because Cosette was saved. Yeah. And she wasn't. And she wasn't. She's still there. Yeah. And so. Then... And I think like as as you get older, like I mean, you one you learn that your parents are people. Yeah. And Gross. I think especially for Eponine, like as she is older, like she learns that her parents aren't just like the people who loved her and doted on her all the time. Like yeah. they're also they suck. bad people. Terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're this bad horrible and, and you stuff. see Yeah, and you see that in a little bit with um mm, Yeah, yeah, that's in a couple songs technically. Yeah. You see that in a little bit with like her trying to protect uh, like Jean Valjean and Cosette. Which, yeah. I don't know, Eponine's character, especially in the end I part know. of this, I'm just like, I love her. I think she's up to some shady stuff, like after whatever happens next, which I feel like she does something bad. But at this point, I'm just like, I just feel bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. And you're gonna love her more. She's and like a character. Don't, that- don't say that. Don't say that. Then we get to the, then we get to ABC Red and Black. Yeah, but basically all the other students and the rebellion people, they find an opportunity to like, you know, incite and like, well, not incite, just take advantage of. It's like, oh, this is how strategically we can rally people for our cause. And this is where Mary is just just like, I don't know what to do. This all sounds great. Because I'm in love with this girl, but also I wanted to He's a lover boy. He's a skater boy. He said, see you later, boy. Wasn't about the other guy. We haven't mentioned his name. No, we did. Uh, Angel Ross. No, we did. Because he was in Gossip Girl. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Which my first of two notes for this song was Angel Ross. Fucking chill, man. When he's just like, at the same time, this is like literally rebellion. You can't do that in a chill way. Which is fair. But like, that kind of, that's where you kind of see the different lived experiences that you know, Marius is bringing compared to, what's his name again? I don't Angel Ross. Angel Ross. Angel Ross. I kind of like Which I had to look up multiple times. Because <laughs> 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 they do not, they literally don't say his exactly. name the entire movie. So yeah. they, they, yeah. they decide that at the general's, the people's general, the people's officer's funeral, that's when they'll Monsieur Lamarck. And then that's when we get into In My Life. Where yeah. Cosette brings up to her adopted dad it's just like hey i'm not a kid anymore mm-hmm. but life's still you have to stop treating me like a child and also like yeah. tell me what fucking happened. happened why are you my dad now like <laughs> yeah. just tell me and he's just like no 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 no, no. And he you have to be protected about, like you will know when like i yearn for the truth that you know and he's just like nah i'm not about nah, that. fam which is so rude and then at that point, we also see um, Marius is, like, you know, speaking to Cassette, like, Eponine's there. And just, like, have, like, Which some I, social awareness, dude. My I really, really love the 
I guess, balance and contrast of, like, Amanda Seyfried's and then also Samantha Barks, like, high falsetto. It's incredible. It's incredible. I love that contrast. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Same. That's one of my And the way it transitions between each of their parts, it's just... Oh, it's so it's great. Every word it's is a good. dagger it's to really me, good. what they're saying. Uh, um, every word like, that he says is a dagger in me. Yeah, uh. I'm quite love. It's just, like, incredible. Yeah. So they're talking, and then we get to, then they, like, depart from each other, and we get to a heart full of love, which is the... I will mention, so we get a, we get a brief look inside the Valjean home, and you do notice he still has, has the candle. I know! I noticed that, too, and I yeah. was like, did he buy a different one, or it's just... I think it's the I think it's the originals. I think he sold all the other silver, but like those candlesticks being given to him, like that was the moment that was like I. It was another human being trusting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I didn't even see that. I didn't even see that. And he packed those when they were about to escape. Yeah. Like he packed them gently. Like he. Yeah. Like he takes care of them. Exactly. Yeah. I think it like symbolic. Exactly reminds him of where he was and where he's Mm -hmm. come. Yeah. How far he's come. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great song uh, so yeah, by Matchbox so we get 20. Into... <laughs> how far we've come. How far we've come. Yeah, so we get into A Heart Full of Love, which is another Dang it. Very falsetto yeah, song. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's like the Joanna of like Lamez. Yeah. And they like, you know, it's talking with Cosette, Eponine's third wheeling. It's I feel really bad for her. <laughs> and she realized at some point that she's third wheeling. And then, like, because, like, she shows, like, oh, this is where she lives. And then they talk. And then he leaves. And he doesn't say anything to Eponine. Yeah. He just leaves her there. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, it was just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, yeah. even if it's just, like, even if it's just your friend you helping you out. Try. You didn't even thank yeah, her. Be like, know. oh, thank you. This is my love of my life. It was like, he just yeah. ignores her. He was still lost in love. Yeah, that sucks. That's oh, yeah. stupid. I hate it. I don't know. I he's just in love. Alone. He's just really in love, Campbell. Yeah, at the expense of others? That's dumb. <laughs> Have some context, my I guy. I know. I feel bad. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about this later. We're playing with dogs baking mochi. Um... The next note I have is, oh, wow, that stage slap. Uh, the attack on oh, Rue Planet. It? That's when... Was it Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah, Mr. T comes with his fellas and oh, be like, oh, we're going right. to make an example of this guy. Ebony. And she's just like, no, don't... Like, she, they have nothing to do about anything. Just leave them alone. How and this great part, is she? This point, I was just like, oh, she's the best yeah, character. Exactly. Like, she like, is like, okay, this is... My love of my life is idling after this person. Everyone else in my life is against these people... But they're like good people. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want. There's them. nothing wrong with them. And, yeah. and like I, it's like if you hurt them, the person I love loves this person, so I don't want anything to happen to yeah. her. I will yeah, scream absolutely. if you try to do anything. They try to do something. She screams. Her dad smacks the exactly. shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She. And Eponine, I was just like, damn. she's a great character. Damn. She is. What a she tragic is. character. I know. Oh. Which, speaking of, we get into On My Own. Which is which the better is... version of Without Love from Hairspray. Oh, yeah. Because. But, but no, like, this, this version, like, like. I didn't live before I met you in a good way. Yeah. On My Own, On My Own is probably my favorite song in this in the film. Interesting. Because. Are you being real right now? 
Ooh, judging. I love it. No, like I, I, I really, I really love the song, and I think I love it a lot for like her performance of it. Yeah. Because and Who's there's a lot to because be, a lot of people sing it. Samantha, Samantha Bark yeah. for on my own. Yeah, like there is, um, there is a lot to be said for the not only the impact of the physical music in this musical, but also the way it's performed. And to me. The way she performs on my own is the definition of what it feels like to go through unrequited love. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> that was just a joke. I'm okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> um, But, but no, like, listen, listening to her perform on my own, it's like, that is the feeling. Like, the, like how she talks about without you, like, like you define my world yeah. and without you my world changes yeah. and when but she like, says at the end like go go on yeah when she says at the end like i love him but only on my own like i'm the I only know. one who's a part of this relationship that, that you know was, yeah that was that was a good heartbreaking yeah i wrote that lyric yeah. down specifically yeah. that was incredible yeah. and like another time where the cinematography that they're just like really close up on their faces Oh, they're so in the behind the scenes, like there. it is around, hey, like it it's is. It's a lot of facial expression, <laughs> but I think it's really I, good here. I love that. I, I love really like that. I, I think she performs the song incredibly well. She's like, great. Yeah. She's she's one of my Sometimes favorite characters. I forget I have a honestly. tattoo. Same. <laughs> That's unrelated. Um. Yeah. Oh, so I shouldn't have said it then, Linda? <laughs> Whose podcast is this? <laughs> yeah, so, so On My now, Own is incredible. Then we get into mm-hmm. the, one day end, more. One, like the end of our discussion, One Day More, one day yeah. more which is really fun having a different characters sing completely different yeah. things and how they meld together. Yeah, yeah. And this is a musical na- number. Yeah, it's and, a musical and I number. Love, They're not yeah. sing-talking at each other. <laughs> yes, and I love I love that here and this is this is the mark to me of any good act ending song. I agree. Where I agree. you have these multiple like you have all these motifs and all these different melodic themes that you've been stringing throughout the and plot first points act, and character and developments. And plot points. And to me the act one like big song should bring them together. Yeah. yeah. And it does very like this song does it incredibly well. Like and, I know this song and I haven't seen the musical. Well, and I like the yeah. fact that like yeah. at this point you've kind of met every most of the all the important people, people. It, all the important characters. Good basically. to know. <laughs> oh, spoiler! <laughs> Is that a spoiler? Oh yeah, there's no one new. I assume. <laughs> it would be wild if they brought in like it would be weird. If they like, brought in main characters in character. act two. Like that's stupid. That's dumb. And I like, expect right. more from these people. And like. You kind of like, and it's it's interesting because they all the ending of this number is like they kind of harmonize at the end and yeah. like have the same. Like what we were saying in goal. the travel song for Shrek the musical, that the uh, donkey and Shrek had these like these melodies oh, yeah. do not fit together, yeah, yeah. which yeah. I think was emphasized with our playing for Matt uh, because we didn't sound that great together. But his <laughs> words, it came to. Together at the end, which is symbolic yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah. the characters reaching like a common yep. theme, yeah. which is needed yeah. at an end of an act. Exactly. Yeah. To make it like you know cohesive and successful. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I yeah. really like it. Yeah, because like Jean is just like 
They're always going to be after me. Cosette and Marius are just like, my life just started, started. because when I saw you, Eponine. And can we? It's just like, I. Oh, she's just sad. <laughs> yeah. She's just sad. And can we talk about the line when we go back to the police? And they're just like, oh, we're gonna, you know, nip this oh, revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Can we talk? Can we talk about the line? We will find these little schoolboys. They will wet themselves with blood. blood. I know. Which is like, it's I, such a visceral line. Yeah. Like, I, I dislike that, the line I didn't because write it down, I think it. But I thought of you. I I don't I don't inherently dislike it because I do Same. think it perfectly captures what they were honestly like about. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like the vi- like. They will wet themselves with blood. It's like we are going to fucking kill yeah. them. Like the they are yeah. dead. Like yeah, they're gone. because they're one more day for the, their standpoint. One more day to revolution. Exactly. And then you. So we have like the revolutionaries. It's it's like oh, I'm trying to escape this system. I'm trying to fight this system. I found joy in this system that I'm trying to escape from. You have like the police and the inspectors or whatever. They're just like one day from revolution that we need that like you know cut nip in the bud but then you also have the middle ground you have the t's that they're like we see like they're like idiots Uh, but like they see what's going on they're like you know what all sides are fighting each other we're going to see what happens because that's just how the world works they're just they're not ignorant of what's going on they're very self-interested but not ignorant yeah and i think it's like an interesting third party to this yeah. That can only be done by Sacha Baron Cohen and Helen Burr Carter. Agreed. Well, Those three named folks. Though, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're like they're. I feel like they're they're playing both sides because they're like you know yeah. serving the revolutionary stuff like that, but they're offering information to the pe- police because uh, yeah, it's yeah. in yeah. their best interest. Yeah. They are like the Sweden that involves Sweden of this situation. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that the thing I find interesting in this song is the way um the music is used to express intention yes so like and and the best way i can explain this is like in the line one day more till revolution there are two different types of characters that you hear sing that line and when you hear like marius and all of them sing one day more to revolution it's in a more major tone where it's like one day more to revolution we're going to do this but then when you hear javert sing one day more to revolution it's in a minor tone so it's it's uh and it's it's very much less than it's just it's the intention of major versus minor plus exactly the like end in harmonies comes to like the purpose of god i can't remember the specific line but it was like the will mm-hmm. of god i, I feel like god. the ending chord i'm not like I, I wish i knew more about music but i feel like the chord at the very end is very symbolic of like the goings on you know where mm-hmm. you have like those like very starchly like religious chords or right Things like exactly. that. It's, a, it's yeah. a certain type yeah. of chord yeah. that I don't it's, know it's what the, it is. It's the. Uh, what oh is it? God. Yeah. I, I don't know Should've the chord, but I know what you're talking about. It's like it's like that. It's the chord you would hear in choirs yeah. at yes. that time. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. I like I, an organ would play this chord. Yeah. Like this is this is a song oh, like God, melodically awesome. and harmonically. This is a song you would hear in church. Exactly. Yes. 
And yeah. I think what and they that's important because especially that last like different one sides day more come together that... with that. Yeah, is the different like perspectives you have with that kind of belief yeah. or chord, or it's it's conflicting and harmonious yes. and it's wild. And the thing yeah. and the thing that's beautiful is that like that's what a harmony is. Okay. A harmony is by definition like different pieces of a music or different lines coming together to form a beautiful cohesiveness. I love discourse to cohesion. Love it. Yes. And that's what this is. Like it's like in their like not just in their notes, but in their lives, they all play different roles and have different functions and they relate to but each other. But it's all the same song. But they all it's all the same song. It's all the same story. And they all have the same oh, they all have the same perspective that like what's the purpose of God yeah. will be done in the yeah. end. I feel like that's like kind of like, yeah. yes. like and how, how will this, how like will this act. end up? Exactly. How will this end? Yeah. That's yeah. where we will end this episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, Raven, do you have any information for us? <laughs> I do. Okay. I, so I, I know gonna... this is weird, listeners. Uh, we're still going to perform for Lorinda. Uh, it feels like, so weird to because, not like, be this, done the, with the, the, the show's not over, but no, like it's not. thematically, it is really. It's weird to end an episode on a climax. Yeah. Right. Um. So okay. So I have some notes on the film and like its reception, and then some notes on the music like the composer. Um, so I'm going to split those up. So we'll talk a little bit about the film. Um, so we talked about the, so the original uh, musical was created by Bub- Bublil, Elaine Bublil. Michael I might be, <laughs> I might be I pronouncing that wrong. You, but you know how I go by Elaine Bublil. Santa buddy. And, <laughs> and Claude Michel Schoenberg, I think, because the O has an umlaut over it. I might pronounce that wrong. Is it like, am, yeah, how do you pronounce me. umlauts? Is it like Schoenberg or like? I think it's like a U sound, Ooh. like a shoe. Yeah, because it I'm wouldn't be it sure, wouldn't be though. O because you would just like do that like with the other yeah, vowels and right? the. I think name. it's like a, I think it's more like an O sound. Um-lot? But I don't know for sure. Does that make sense? Oh no, we have, we have listeners that know that. If you actually know Correct. and care, please let us know. Please let us know. Like I want to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So they they helped make the screenplay. So fun fact. So this one, this film was, I feel like obviously received very well. Um, but specifically, so like they had a budget of sixty one million, and in the Wait, box what? office they earned they earned for over four hundred forty million. I so did not it, know it that. did very well and like it as far as awards it won three golden globes four baftas like british i think arts films and theater awards um and then it had eight oscar nominations um and so as part of that so like um this started as a musical when uh claude michel schoenberg like he and bublil um, back in 1978, just kind of had an idea for like a stage musical version of the novel by Victor Hugo. And um, the interesting thing was that like the Broadway production uh, originally was nominated for 12 Tonys and won eight of them when it first ran. And it's actually the third longest running Broadway musical following Cats and Phantom of the Opera, yeah. which was the comment Wait, I was going to make cats? earlier. Oh, Cats is, yes. Yeah. 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 
but um, but yeah. So so the, this 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 film, the musical in general, is in, is insanely isn't was insanely well received. Yeah. the The film itself is true to the musical, yeah. and the film itself does do a beautiful job of portraying the story and i think it's really interesting to to kind of see how especially the original composers and the original playwrights like the hand that they had in developing the screenplay and like getting it to the success and the acclaim that it ended up having you know yeah so we have reached the end of this first part of our discussion on lame Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the second part. I'm so excited for part two. I am too. I'm excited to hear like what I thought. It's like things you. change. Yeah, and, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this has never happened before. Um, so now, because we're going to serenade Lorenda both times, Ooh. we're doing a song from the first act. We, w- I will be clar- playing clarinet. Raven will mm-hmm. be playing violin, and we will be yep. performing for Lorenda. Castle on the Clouds. Oh, I love that. Oh, okay, okay. Be right back. <laughs> Hey everyone, in addition to our other nonprofit partners, I would like to do a quick plug for the Dodario Foundation. The Dodario Foundation is a nonprofit grant making organization that provides monetary and product support to high quality music instruction programs on the front line to improve access to music education. And every single cent raised goes directly to getting kids involved in community music programs, acquiring and maintaining instruments, providing college scholarships, and supporting new innovations in music education across 41 U.S. states and 180 cities. They accept monetary donations, of course, but also instruments. So if you have an old instrument that you no longer use, please consider donating it to the Dodario Foundation, where they can get it into the hands of a student in need. However you're able to contribute, you can go to dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. That is Dodario Foundation, D-A-D-D-A-R-I-O, foundation.org slash about slash donate. Now please enjoy the sultry sounds of me and Campbell destroying music. Okay, I don't know if we were planning on stopping, but that felt like a natural. And we were together. Can you hear everything? A little bit. Yeah, but not really well. I can hear Campbell a little bit, so I don't know if you can hear me. We can hear you. I'm playing very softly so Lorenda can hear you. I'm going to turn our... Well, just know I am... No, no, you are. No, you are. I accidentally played... I played one F sharp in the first line. I messed up a lot of the 16th notes, but like, it doesn't matter because you sound so good. No, you sound good. I can't hear you very well, but you sound really good. What we're going to do, I'm going to turn your volume up really loud, so just let me know before you're going to talk, because that's going to sound really loud. With the violin. I gotcha. Okay, so I'm going to turn you up, like, almost all the way. So if instead of going, like, counting out, if you can go, like, one, just, like, do that instead of talking, that'll be really good for our hearing. And we're going to start at measure 17, at the fortissimo for you. There is a lady all in white. And I think that's the fastest we've ever gotten through a song. (laughs) It's for sure the fastest we've ever gotten through a song. I also think, besides maybe Maria... Which technically we didn't even publish that episode. I think it's the best. I I, I think so too. It was really good. Like this was, 
it was a simple but very beautiful. Yeah, that's why I want yeah, the very because glad originally the, the arrangement I found was flute was the melody and the violin was like the backing part. But then I was like added clarinet to it. I was just like, Raven's gotta shine. And I felt really good. No, it this. sounded so really good. We gotta good. have one of them that you feel good playing it. It sounded really good. <laughs> but like that's the point too. I feel like it's such a simple song, but it's a it child like, song. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's very beautiful. Well there's there's a lot of emotion to evoke well, let me wait till I'm closer yeah. to the mic. You guys sounded great. Yeah, and we've been drinking a lot. And Raven has never seen this music before. Listeners, you did not hear this, but I did, and it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, we we crushed it. Like, we were great. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, and like, and the thing I loved about this is that it, it's a simple melody that evokes the optimism and hopefulness of a child while still being a sort of mature melody in its own sense. Yeah. And so... Very good song. That's the way of children. Simple, but amazing. And at that, Mm -hmm. we have reached the end of this episode. So, Lorinda, did you have fun tonight? Oh, I thought it was gonna go on forever. Yeah, no, you're good. Like, Lorinda, you will be on the literally the next episode. I know, but did I you, can't wait. Did you have fun tonight? I had a lot of fun. Okay, the best part was kind of like listening to you guys be good at what you do. Like, Aww. Aww. I, <laughs> I mean, I listen to the podcast and it's just like really great. Maybe sometimes I was, like, super quiet, but it really was, like, I was just, like, enjoying listening to you guys just be good at what you do. Like, you're both very passionate about it. You're so insightful. You do your research. Like, it's great. But do not sell yourself short, my friend. (laughs) A lot of the conversations, a lot of the insight we had was because of you and your thoughts and your opinions and your insight. Thank you. But, no, I had a lot of fun just, like, Watching kind of like the real time life, yeah. You know, it's a fun process. Commentary yeah. on like the, <laughs> we, the, we, we like to have fun cool. here, and I, I'm glad our guests feel that way because I, I want you I want you to enjoy this experience as yeah. much as we do because we just do this because and we honestly love it's our favorite thing to do. Oh, for sure. And so with that, for this first like act of the musical, <laughs> how would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? I feel like I shouldn't rate it. No, no, no. Do it. Because I'm asking you directly. I, do not disrespect well, me, Lorinda. <laughs> I feel like I, like, I obviously, this is, like, top in my, like, you know, favorite But if musicals. you can just, like, compartmentalize it, just of act one, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate it? Eight is solid. A solid eight. Raven, what about you? A solid eight is good for this. I think, so I was thinking about, again, the agency of the music and the efficiency of the storytelling. And in terms of, like, how much do we know these characters? How do we understand the characters, etc. Based on this act one. And I think I would give it a nine. Okay. I can't pinpoint the po- like what the point is that I'm deducting exactly. from ten. But like nine feels yeah. right. I, I feel the same way with Raven. I feel like just not knowing the 
like the rest, the other half of it, I can't give it a ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really good yeah. musical. I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Okay. That's how I'm feeling. You always have. You're always harsher. Than That's you. not true. You've been harsher than I have for some musicals. On like one episode. There's a couple. Which I don't remember what Probably it was. Cats or from Justin and Kelly or both. Probably. Yeah. So with that, Lorinda, do you have anything you would like to promote? For this, for first, this first round. Because you will get another what chance. And you can promote the same thing twice Lorinda, if you're really passionate about you it. I have a cooking Instagram. But it's not like I want everyone <laughs> to follow it. You should, because it's good. But, like, don't you want more followers? Lorinda. Great acting whispering that I'm doing right now. Lorinda. The stage whisper. Lorinda, what's your cooking Instagram? <laughs> Cooking Instagram is Lorinda Nyarko Kitchen. Really, it's not that creative. Do you do you feel like spelling that? Well, included in the episode description. That, that <laughs> was already planned. I I know you already planned it. And, I yeah. feel and I'm just giving you the opportunity well, to like. But, it's an alley oop situation, Lorinda. Stop denying it. Well, there's a part of me that's like, do I want to promote something that like? Let's just be honest. I'm not being really good at posting. There are some days I post episodes late. Yeah. And Lorinda Nyarko Kitchen on Instagram. The uh Instagram the at whatever the name is is included in our episode description. Check it out. She makes amazing food. Uh she's really good at Mm -hmm. what she does and she's not selling it, so I will for her. Thank you. (laughs) Well this is why you have friends people. Exactly. And question for you, Raven, where can you find us? Campbell, you can find us anywhere like podcasts really can be found. So that includes the obvious ones like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, but even some lesser known ones like Stitcher. Uh, wait a minute, um, I'm gonna stop you right a there. A lot of people. It's wide. You're like the widely known ones like iHeartRadio and Pandora, lesser known ones Stitcher. That's completely reversed. Stitcher is such. Seriously? Stitcher is such an established podcast platform. I had never heard of Stitcher yeah, I know, before and we, in my life until a month ago. And we've talked Raven about this. this. <laughs> I know. I, I heard radio and Pandora are much newer to podcasts than Stitcher. I guess because like I think of I think of iHeartRadio and Pandora as like general streaming sites, like as in people generally use those to stream audio yeah. content. And I get that. And why would podcasts not be a part yeah. of that? And Stitcher, I they're later to the game. A couple, uh, Stitcher was yeah. from the get go podcast. Wild. Uh, so yeah, I guess I should switch those. But either way, you can find us on all of them. And if you have the ability, which I know for a fact that you do, on at least Apple products, so like Apple Podcasts and iTunes, um, then you should rate us, like us, comment. Um, if you have like suggestions for improvements or like like constructive criticisms that is much appreciated, please email us at boozicals at gmail.com or you can comment on one of our episodes wherever you listen. Um, and yeah, let us know how you feel. And if you rate us, then that will give us, assuming you rate us well, which we hope you do, then that'll make us more visible to other people trying to find podcasts, which will just give us more opportunity to spread the good word about musical education and supporting underserved children in music education. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and then also follow us on Instagram at Boozicals. Yeah, I like to Photoshop weird-ass pictures. 
They're amazing. They're always really, fantastic. This week, I'm looking specific, forward to what this will be. Yeah, I, I have some ideas. This week specifically <laughs> is when our Annie episode came out, and like, I feel like I crushed it. You crushed it. Mm, I you agree. crushed it. You guys were not. It's good. It's you good were time. not great with the offense, but I'll leave it at that. And at that, we say so long. Farewell. Have you say good night? Alvita, say good night. Bye. Say goodbye, Lorinda. Um, Lorinda, you have to, have say, to say it. Fucking say it. Goodbye. See you next week.